Live from Western Kentucky University, capital of the Hilltopper Nation. Whether it's in the locker room or on the field, behind the clipboard or on the court, home or away, we've got you covered. Get ready to enter the Red Zone, your destination for all things sports, right here on Revolution 91.7. And welcome everyone to Revolution 91.7. Listen to Red Zone Radio. This is a two-hour homecoming special here What are you laughing at, Patrick? What's so funny? I know I messed up the intro (laughs) on the two-hour special. It's okay. We're just going to roll right through it. It's a spooky special. It is a spooky special. This is is more of a treat than a trick, but this is a two-hour special. We are going to talk a lot about football, and then especially in the second hour, it's going to be a lot about basketball. Western Kentucky basketball is about a week away, Um, so we have a lot to look forward to there. But, um, guys, how are you guys doing? How was Halloween? My... my, my, uh I know night before Halloween well, was a good night. I don't know about tonight. Um, I might just stay inside on spooky Halloween night. It's, I'm a little tired this weekend. How, are you, Patrick? How, was, how was your day, Pat? <laughs> you doing all right, buddy? I'm not even going to ask about that part, but we'll just say, how was your day overall? Nothing. Pat's not feeling the best, I'm going to be honest. I think he's a little down, a little down bad. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Mike White, man. <laughs> White, Mike White, baby. The uh, Roll Tops. Um, yeah, um, Pat is a Bengals fan. I'm sure everybody knows because he talks about it enough. But um, we're going to jump into WKU football and not from the Jets, this time actually from Western Kentucky. Um, homecoming night was last night. What a game. Uh, the WKU defense has actually come to play the last three weeks. We've dogged on them all year long. They are finally back. Um I say back because last year that was kind of their staple. Um, they beat Charlotte 45-13. to 13. Some quick stats here. Bailey Zappi goes 33 for 46 for 393 yards and four touchdowns. He did have two interceptions, one of which was Wait, not. I was say, one of those is, is a drop. Malachi Corley's Yeah, fault. and even the first one was he thought there was a flag up for offsides. Which, which there should have been. There should have been, um, and he overthrew a ball. But uh, And he also had one rushing touchdown. So five touchdowns overall. And then uh, Jarrett Stearns with a quote-unquote quiet game for him. Uh, ten receptions, 89 yards, and a touchdown. But ten different receivers had a catch in this game for WK. T- ten different receivers. I mean, the offense obviously was just flowing the whole night. Like, it, it looked easy. And, you know, if you don't know, me, Ryan, that's basically every, almost everybody in here does Extra Point as well, our sports, t- sports TV show here. And – I interviewed uh, Tim Caboni, the president of WKU, and I asked him. We asked him for his prediction of the game. He said like forty-eight, thirteen, or something. He like said he'd that. take the over, and he took the over. And I made a face that was like, "What are you like? What are you thinking?" And he was right. Like, I mean, this game was that bad, and I wasn't expecting that to happen. I mean, the defense showed up, and they they created turnovers. There were turnovers in this game, multiple. Multiple and actually, you know, it it wasn't on the box score as well because, but WKU forced three fumbles. Only two of them, or only one of them, was recovered by the defense. But they forced the ball out three times. I mean, we'll go over the defense real quick. Um, the offense always looks good, obviously, but this defense had two sacks and nine tackles for loss. They got in the backfield in a hurry. Uh, they forced one fumble and had a, a, a pick um, towards Charlotte's. Um, Charlotte was driving down the field. I think it was WKU's probably. 25 or 30 it was a fourth down and um it was almost like an arm punt but it was a 10 yard like hitch basically and and 
Demetrius Kane, the linebacker, jumped on the route. Yeah, it was a linebacker, too. It wasn't the secondary. Let's throw that out there. Um, <laughs> not the dog on the secondary. They played well. But this was a backup quarterback, though. Um, James Foster, he came in for the injured, the other guy. Don't know his name. Um, but James Foster went 13 for 25, 118 yards, and one pick. Not the greatest stat line if you're a quarterback. But this team did have, in Charlotte, had 200 rushing yards as a team. Obviously, when you don't pass for much, it you know the run game is what you rely on. But for WKU, it didn't feel like they gave up 200 rushing yards when you're, when you're watching the game. Well, I think the biggest thing and the biggest takeaway from this game was this is one of the first times this year where we could actually say WKU did not start from behind. Yeah. Defense comes out, gets a three and out to start the game, which was massive in itself right there. The WK's offense goes right down the field, scores a touchdown, and it was pretty much just no looking back from that point, which was was really awesome to see. Well, and, and we've talked about it multiple weeks in a row about, you know, do you change up the the winning the coin toss and deferring? Because that, they did it again. And in my head, I'm like, you're, you're begging for another 7-0 like, deficit to start from. So for this defense to come out with a three and out, and, and kind of set the tone early, and then the offense goes out and scores. It, it really just kind of jump-started this, this team. And not that I'm scared to play with a lead if I'm WKU, but I would be very interested to see if Western was up by, say, seven with four minutes to go. Do you think they could get enough first downs without getting the big plays? Like, do you, Can they run the, can clock, they run out the clock out and get first yeah. downs? That is a scary sight if – if you're a WKU offense, because you've never had to do it. You're either from working from behind or you're blowing teams out. So, you know, if there's a close game towards the end of the season, can this team with five minutes to go chew a clock out and get first downs? I don't know if they can. Well, there, was, there was a little stretch in particular last night that showed the talent that WKU has. They were up 21-3, to and then Charlotte comes down, scores a touchdown, gets the ball back, kicks a field goal. It's all of a sudden a one-possession game when mm-hmm. they were teetering on blowout territory. Um, Charlotte pretty much just answers and responds to WKU's fast start, but WKU didn't really miss a step. They ended up shutting them out in the second half, which was really good to see. Right, and, and you know, we kind of talked about predictions on the on the Extra Point the TV show. I said 41-17 going into the game. You know, I got scared out, I got scared out of it and then didn't say it on the broadcast, but – that was it, – it, not that I was right because it was 45-13, but it kind of felt like that was the game that was going to happen. And it could be because it was a backup QB coming in and maybe we'd see a different Charlotte team with their original starter. But yeah, this WKU defense has looked much better over the past three weeks. I think while we did give them um, some grief at the beginning of the year, we need to give them props now because um, they have played well. Most definitely. And and Noah Whittington only had 10 carries and they had six, six yards. I mean, six and a half carries. Six, six and a half six. yards per carry. That is that is that is great. That's what you need. Yeah. And for when you get limited touches and you make the most out of them, that is that is the perfect offense that you can have, especially in the air raid. And he offense. also had two I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken, he had two big explosive runs yeah. later yeah. and on in the second half that pretty much just iced the game. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure they're both around 20, yeah. 20 30 yeah. yards. Twenty yeah. yeah, yeah, twenty two yard was his longest carry. Yeah. Um, and I think – go ahead, Ken. No, you're good. Go ahead. I was going to say, too, I think one part of this defense that was kind of overshadowed yesterday was how well they played the quarterback run. They talked about it in the post-game interviews. Um, linebacker Jaden Hunter was talking about it, saying, you know, this is what we prepared for. Whether it was a starting quarterback coming in or not, 
and then the guy that they brought in, I can't even think of their names right now. Um, uh, James Foster was the, the backup. Yeah, and QB. you could see that he was kind of a dual threat. You kind of get yeah. that vibe right out the gate. He was, you know, some quarterback runs, some draw plays that he was keeping, and it was it was nice to see WK's defense prepared for a team rather than just like coming out and trying to do whatever you can. And the guy you mentioned, Jaden Hunter, had a big game big last game. night. Yeah, uh, he played amazing, and it's kind of that these linebackers have starting to to take over that defensive line because they're starting to blitz more. And I think that's been a real help to this defense is on third down, if you're on third and long and you blitz the quarterback, make him get rid of it quickly, especially a team that a backup quarterback, you're not used to throwing the ball that much. You're more of a run-style QB. Make him get rid of it because if you can trust your defense for five seconds, then that's kind of all you need. And it was nice seeing last night too, you know, not it's it doesn't show up on the stat sheet. You know they only had two sacks, but it felt like there were numerous times last night where WK's defensive front was in the face of Foster, which threw him. You know had to throw it away, had bad throws, had a couple picks, and it was just it was really good and refreshing to see the front seven do what they can because it took a lot of pressure off of the defensive backs and the safeties, which has been the weakness for this defense. So right. Far. Sadly, I can't look at our stats and look up QB hurries because that is a good stat to, to kind of go off of. Sacks aren't the end-all, be-all. Right. But generating pressure at all, especially if you look at the def- the difference of the defenses, um, Charlotte had no sacks and one tackle for loss the entire game compared to WKU's two sacks and nine ta- nine tackles for loss for a run heavy team who had 200 yards on on the ground is very very good for this WKU defense. WKU also had two QB hurries. I just looked up the stat for it. It was uh Demetrius Kane who had it. He also played well then. <laughs> he yeah. has a great game then. No, the linebacking core was fantastic yeah. last night. I mean, and you just think about it. Coming off two back-to-back road wins, that's exactly what they needed right there to yep. build up that confidence in that defense for them to play well. And it's carrying over week to week, so now they've got to keep it going for the rest of the season. And they still control their own destiny. Yeah. You look, uh, next week, Marshall travels to FAU, and then uh, in a couple weeks we host FAU and then go to Marshall. So definitely those three teams, watch them for the rest of the year. But I like where we are now. Yeah, and you kind of talked about it, but I, this like they could have easily folded. There's, there's multiple excuses you could have made. The, the ball is wet because it's been raining for four straight days here on Western. So, you know, the wide receivers can't catch the ball, which happened a few times. But going after that, the first interception was, you know, the, the non-call, the controversial, whatever. But the second one, it bounces off the receiver's hands. It was a fourth and two, so, like, it was either that or a field goal at that point. But it kind of felt like this could be the part where they crumble. This could be where Charlotte gains momentum. They kind of go down the field, and the defense stepped up, and, and they got to yeah, stop. Exactly. That's so what I was talking about too. big stops and, and big-time situations like that are really huge that it kind of gets overshadowed by the, the big picture. And I think a storyline that was kind of not talked about much and still hasn't been talked about much was the fact that this was one of the first games where WKU wasn't relying on the heroics of Bailey Zappi or him having a monster game to win the game. You know, he had a lot of throws yesterday that were pretty off target. One mm-hmm. that comes out to me in particular was David Davis was wide open on a go route and he completely underthrew him. I don't know if yep. it was a miscommunication or, or something like that, but to see Bailey Zappi, you know, struggle, even though he, stats yeah. obviously with this air raid offense, but to see that this team still won by whatever it was, 25, 30 points, is huge when you can know that, you know, Bailey Zappi doesn't have to do everything, and it was really good to see. Well, the fact that Bailey Zappi's, you know, quote-unquote struggle game is the best quarterback Western's had since, and you know, Mike White, then 
that's uh, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw that one out. That's just for, <laughs> that's for Patrick himself. But yeah, I mean, and you had another one where Zappy rolls out left, and there I don't remember who it was. Uh, I think it was Mitchell Tinsley. Wide open in the end zone, just jumping oh up gosh, and down. Yes, I totally like, forgot about that. Five seconds, where and it's just, not like Zappy was being pressured completely. Like, yeah, off he had time. His, yeah, I mean, it was I don't really know if he didn't weird. see him or didn't think that he could get it there, but I mean, and then there was another play too where Zappy was trying to, you know, extend the play, extend the play. He ends up going like four yards past the line of scrimmage and then tries to make <laughs> the throw. Yeah, it was just an odd game for Bailey Zappy, but at the same time, you know, he and, still did his thing. and I think with some of his throws. When he's throwing go routes, they're kind of flat sometimes. Mm-hmm. I well, don't know if anybody else sees that or knows. Yeah, I agree that. with you 100%. Even the even the um kind of the fade routes to the end zone like from like the 30 out, like if you're throwing deep fades to the end zone, like they're and under there was, thrown. There was one to Tinsley in particular that he had to step on the DB. It looked like he was going to go for a jump ball and the ball was like on the back of the DB. It was yeah, just Well, really not only that, throw. but like if you're throwing the corner of the end zone, you can, make it th- like at least I'd yeah. rather you overthrow it than underthrow obviously underthrow it helped in WKU's favor they got a, a few defensive pass interferences on on Charlotte but it just kind of felt like a few balls were underthrown and we talked about it going in before the game it's it's a wet day so you would expect this run game to kind of pick up didn't need it um Bailey Zappi still had a great game but uh it just shows how well versed this team is especially on offense and now looking like on defense we're gonna move on to MTSU next week. That would be a it used to be, I should say, a big time rivalry here in Western. I mean, it, and MTSU still is not bad. They, they make it okay. The football team doesn't make it a rivalry, but the schools make it a rivalry. They do like, with stuff yeah. that the schools and the do fan together. Bases. Well, because yeah. if you think of Western, you think well, the rivalry is MTSU or Marshall. If we're talking like competition wise, I'm going Marshall is the biggest rival for WKU and Conference USA. For all for all sports, yeah. Okay, I, I mean I would too, but MTSU seems to still have that like stigma of we're we're the rivalry game, which I think on paper it is. But um, they are coming to the hill next weekend. They are four and four in the year. They have the same record as WKU, but they're two and two in conference. They did lose to Charlotte earlier in the year with Charlotte's normal starting quarterback. I believe it was a three point game, forty two to thirty nine. I believe. I don't want to be the guy to say this, but don't WKU's record. Just don't let it fool people because they're right. four and four, but their four losses are all against teams that are good, which is different for MTSU because WKU is what three and one in conference play now, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah, three and one. And the three losses that they have was Army, Indiana, number Michigan State. Five, by the way, number five. Michigan State, yeah, and, and USA, who and is UTSA, number sixteen who right is, now. I would say it's like, top twenty. Yeah, Army's so like seven and one. Indiana's the sore thumb. That one's the one that yeah, and that's that one game that, that one back. you wish you, you had, want back. Yeah, and I th- I want the UTSA game back too because WKU had an opportunity to win, and that chop block was really just. <sighs> okay, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. Could, I'm sorry. Chop block for, for <laughs> another hour. Two moments: the Indiana yeah. game going not going for it and punting yeah. it. Yeah, and then the chop block in the. Well, I mean, so WKU's two two games away, or two plays away from being six and two rather than four and four. And you look at it, and it, and it could be the competition that was the uh, kind of drop off. But if that defense plays anything like it does now, back then that Indiana game is completely different. Like. All those games, Michigan State is probably the one outlier where the Michigan State was probably going to win that game no matter what happened. But even that was close towards the end. Like it felt like WKU always had a fighting chance because they do with this offense. Um, but yeah, don't be fooled. WKU is a probably one of the best, if not the best, four and four team in the country. And you said you hit on it too. If you know if WKU's defense was playing the way they did at the beginning of the year, but Coach Helton yesterday also hit on the point that 
the defensive coordinator Maurice Crum here pretty much completely reevaluated where they were after that Michigan State loss. And you could see the shifts kind of happen with the UTSA, but then since then, you know, it's not as good of competition. But right. you can see that this defense is gelling better, and, you know, they're having different looks and schemes, things like that, to fit. So when, when coaches can do that, that's really what ups the standards. Yeah, it's not always about, you know, mid-game, you know. Um, well, what, what am I looking for? Adjustments. Adjustments, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about, like, evaluating your season as a whole and be like, what I'm doing is not working. Yeah, what do we need to do to fix this? I yeah. think the uh, D.C. also has come out of the box the last few weeks. Instead of being up top, he's on the sideline now, which helps with the adjustments during the game when he's not – having to wait or relay it to an assistant, he can be like, this is what we need to do and settle him down more. And it is, it is easier to see in the box what everything's going on, but to be on the field and be able to tell your guys, this is what you need to do. We've worked on this, you know, however many times in practice. Mm-hmm. Um, it really does, and it's shown that it's helped so far with this WKU defense. The last three games, I believe it's 13 sacks in three, ga- three games. I think that's right um, because they had seven, obviously, against FIU. So – we're going to take a quick break. and we come back, we have WKU Volleyball and Soccer to talk about. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Talking all things Tapper Sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. And welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. I am your host, Ryan Gooden, sitting alongside Caden Gaylord Day, Patrick Carey, Mike Thompson and then the other three. I always say the other three. The Patrick Alex Caruso's, said it, if you will. Yeah, Alex Caruso's. Patrick is disrespectful. I actually know their names, so Wow. We'll go Matt Grisano, we'll go Will Gerber, and Noah, I don't remember his last name. Oh, it's oh, Noah Lions. Lions. Yeah, that's mm. what it was. I'll get used to it. I mean, hey, by the time I'll Look, get used to it. If you're gonna call me out on air like that, I at least know the name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got five how many people were in this? Seven. I got seven. Oh. Six out of the seven. Goodness so gracious. At least I at least I don't disrespect the freshmen like some people do on this. Max a junior. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that awkward. Well, point. Ryan just looked at me and was just like, there goes that. <laughs> there goes that. Um, but we do have WKU volleyball and soccer to talk about. Um, the WKU volleyball team just clinched the East Division Championship. Cha- uh, I don't know how. To yeah, say. That's regular wow. season. No, regular season. Who would have thought? Uh, yeah, they swept ODU this past weekend to to capture that. Shocker, another Travis Hudson um, trophy to put up somewhere, I guess. I don't even know where he put the, Is there any place to put these anymore? Where the basketball trophy should be. That's where you put them <laughs> yeah. at this point. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> and either that or take all the all the bronze or whatever and make that into his statue. <laughs> Does volleyball have banners up there? I don't know. Yeah, they, they do. They do have banners in the Raptors? At least they have NCAA tournament ones. I don't know about conference. They said, yeah. Yeah, there would be too many conference yeah. ones to throw up there. But NCAA tournament ones. Because those are the ones that matter, and they've got more than basketball. So, um, but yes, they are. I mean, they could at least make a banner with like you know CUSA East champions, and then like have all the years underneath. It doesn't well, have to be like that. Is well, true. They didn't start doing that until recently, though. Like it used to be a whole con- well, a whole let's thing. Let's get to it then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they wanted get with the time. champions because they've <laughs> yeah. won the tournament. I mean, yeah, they've won it every times. year except one time. There was one year it was just. A, a blimp year and yet we heard all about the east division champs last year for wku basketball <laughs> as they were all over the place as they go down 58 to 5 in the first two <laughs> minutes against north texas yeah uh, hey, good lord talk about another hour we could spend on something um <laughs> so yet another great season for hudson and his team obviously we knew it was coming the old miss game was the only one that you know was going to be the loss for this team they did drop a set another set yes. um two weeks ago i believe 
which which ended like 37 straight sets. Yeah. So, so I mean, yet Rough again, year. yeah, I cannot believe that I feel bad for this team because there's no way you should be dropping sets to who they play. Before ODU, I forget who it, it is. FAU, FAU, Florida teams. The only question now is the this when we go. Uh, we do this again. WKU versus Rice in the championship. It'll be another good one. Mm-hmm. Maybe a five setter. I haven't really checked out Rice this year at all. But they also went undefeated in the conference. Okay. So they're overall they were fifteen and five though. WKU's overall twenty two and one. Yeah, I don't think Rice is the dominant powerhouse they were two years ago. Obviously, no, I don't but think they're ranked. They this are year. still they are still good, but especially yeah. for conference USA. And it's um, just a matter of do they win the conference? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? If they they they're going to the tournament either way. Right. It's just now it's about seeding, and will the NCAA volleyball people make them play Kentucky or Louisville this year? Because that's happened. Every single time they right. make the play. The Three years in a row, I think, right? Yes. Yes. Louisville yeah. twice and then Louisville Kentucky, Kentucky last year. Last year. Yeah. No, no, no. no, no, no. That's four. That's four. Kentucky twice because Ken- WK was up 2-0 and Kentucky oh, came yeah, back. Yeah. Was, yeah, that was, was before say, we that. got to school here. That was Patrick's freshman year. Yeah. yeah. So that was – yeah, so when Kentucky, Louisville twice, then Kentucky Yeah, that again. was rough. Yeah. It'd be nice to not get, you know, That's, one of those teams you know, in the second narratives. round. Narratives. You got to throw it out there. And I'd be fine if it was – Elite Eight, Final Four, and that's when you because obviously at that point it's kind of hard to dictate who you play. But in the second round, no, it was Sweet Sixteen me, last year. Yeah, last but before year, yeah. that. Oh yeah, well, two yeah, years ago that, yeah. It, was, it was the second round, and they've WK volleyball. They've gone farther each year that they. That's the biggest the thing this year is now. Can they get to the next level now? Yeah, can they go I mean, to the Elite Eight. Elite Eight would be huge for this program, and obviously the goal isn't you know let's just get to the Elite Eight. It's go win a national championship, but you have to get there first, and in. in and they it's definitely they that. definitely got hosed last year um with that with that weak seating they got. They didn't get one of the main 16. They they got I think it was 19 they were. Yeah, I was well, and it took them a while to get ranked last year. Right. Or two whenever it's so hard to Yeah, they didn't figure they out they the won years. like when they started off 14 and 0, that I'm pretty sure they were barely even ranked. Yeah. They're like 25th. Yeah, in the but country. luckily this year they have been ranked the entire year. Um, that one loss to Ole Miss, I don't even think that took them out. It dropped them ridiculously. It dropped them like yeah, we were at 15 and we went to yeah. like 23. Yeah, yeah. that was ridiculous. But not out of the top 25. So maybe the people were the committee of volleyball are kind of realizing this is a a good program that should be not being shafted by the committee of volleyball. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what they're called. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there is. I have no idea. Um, but Sounds obviously, so the conference championship is the first goal, and then we'll worry about NCAA tournament time when it gets here. And it won't be too long. I think two weeks from now, probably, um, somewhere, roughly. Somewhere around there, yeah. But uh, we'll move on to WKU soccer. They uh, they had a rough ending to their season. They, I believe they dropped three out of the last four and then tied the final game. I yeah, I don't that, think it's yeah. going to get any better either. There's a very anti-seasonal end on Wednesday. So. You think they're losing the first round? What did you yeah. say, they, UAB, they played down there earlier in the year and won in overtime, and I just don't see it happening. You think they squeaked by that game? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird. This soccer team, I mean, they were off to the hottest start for a, for the soccer team that they've ever had. And then they've, they kind of dropped off in the middle of the season to where it was like you're winning overtime games, really close games. They were still good wins, and then the end of it, it was just kind of like falling off dramatically. It's almost like they were running out of gas. I, yeah, and I don't know what it is, but – I mean, this is the game. It's Wednesday versus UAB. You know, first round of the conference tournament. You win, you you have to win. Like, there's yeah, no, yeah, there's, there's no, no more there's losing. There's no if to it. You have to win. So, for this, this is a big game for this WKU soccer team. 
and uh, we'll be rooting for him to get to the conference championship and hopefully win this time. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we have college football to talk about. Disappointing week, especially for us fans here. But you're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. And welcome back to Red Zone Radio. On Revolution 91.7. If that doesn't get you hyped for college basketball, I don't know what does. That intro it plays at every college basketball game. That is insane. Every school has a different chant for it, too. Yeah, and <laughs> some of them you can't say on the, on the radio. but I think that was my chant for upward basketball when I was like six or seven years old. Upward and that's basketball. how you know that that is destined to be a basketball hype. <laughs> <laughs> if Caden Gaylord Day had it going on in his church, going, <laughs> then... Caden uh, was definitely in the middle of the huddle before an upper game, like, let's go! <laughs> hey, I was a star player. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure he was. He get, like he I was a football. star in upwards basketball. So. I, I think we all were, no? <laughs> I didn't even, I I didn't even play upward, yeah. but I'm pretty sure I was a star. <laughs> in the kind of played um, That's what the real no, competition was. We do have basketball later on. We'll talk about that plenty. Um, college football right now, uh, I didn't get to see the game, and it infuriates me that it happened when I didn't get to watch it because I had to go home last night. But Mississippi State beats number twelve Kentucky, and I don't know what happened. So I'm going to ask Pick you guys. Levis. I don't. Thirty-one seventeen. Somebody. I didn't watch it. Phil, yeah, I, was say, I didn't know. I watched the first half. <laughs> the first half, and Kentucky. Well, first off, Kentucky scored the first points with the Josh Ali. I saw that. Punt return. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, no problem. Control. Mm-hmm. Defense played great first first half. It was 14-10 at the end of the first half. Mississippi State was winning. I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's 14-10. Offense will be fine. Uh, Wait, who was up 14-10? Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. Will Levis threw up. He threw three picks, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah three. Three picks. One was real – like, one really made me mad because uh, Wandale was wide open – on a corner, I think it was a corner route, or it might have been a post. One of those two, and he just lost it up there, like a jump ball. Like yeah, way too much it was, time. For it was the way DB to too recover. much time for the DB to get there, and it was like, at it was like, which at he like doesn't, a five he doesn't have to. He has a strong, like he has one of the strongest arms. Yeah. Like you and, don't have to throw it like so that. He, no. And so I had to go film the step show here at WKU. So I turned the game off, and I checked my phone later. It's thirty-one for thirty-one ten is the score. And I'm like, how in the world does that happen? So I, today I went back and watched film of the game. I mean, the defense just got picked apart, basically. Really? And I don't understand why this always happens with Mississippi State. Neither of these teams can beat their opponent on the road. Mississippi State hasn't won in Lexington in a long time. UK hasn't won in Starksville. I got it. In a long time. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know. I was like, oh, please don't look over here. Uh, Starksville. Yeah, I, I mean, for this team, like – when it feels like it's going great, and you say, "Oh my gosh, we could have," you know, if you beat State and and Tennessee, it's eleven one season, and then obviously, no, I, uh, I picked Mississippi State going in this game. Yeah, we know Mac because I told you Kentucky was the fraud of the SEC. Oh, here we oh. go. And I heard about how great here Will Levis is. And I said he was great. No, we never said he was. We said Wandale was great because he. I is. said their quarterback play wasn't good enough, and y'all were like, "Whoa, the quarterback play is fine." And I said the defense I said, we was questionable. In the Georgia game, he was yeah. fine. The defense I thought was pretty questionable, and they beat. I mean, a Florida team that's awful. It's the worst Dan Mullen Florida team he's had, and they benefited with an extremely weak SEC schedule. 
and that's why they were. I Ooh. can't wait till Cincinnati loses, and I can rip Mac. <laughs> Someone who's not like Kentucky. He's not a big Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's not coming from me this time. So. Yeah, well, keep your mouth. Yeah, because you're. <laughs> I mean, turn his mic off. Hey, no, I picked Kentucky yesterday. You let me down on that one. Well, I mean, that's probably your fault that they lost them yeah. because if, if you pick them, then. All I'm, all right, here's my story. I'll pick for them next week with too. the Kentucky game. Okay, I'm at the WKU game. Right, obviously. Um, I'm leaving after I do post game stuff, and I get a text from one of my friends. Is like, dude, look at the score of this of the Kentucky game. Like, we're getting blown out. And I was like, wait, you're joking, right? So I go to check it. My ESPN app's not working. Phone dies. So I'm sitting there for like two hours because I can't get my phone to turn back on because I don't have a charger. So I didn't even know what was going on. And then I lost interest. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't. And it could be just you know, if you stop the run on this Kentucky team, then maybe you, if you force Will Levis to throw the ball, then that might be the Achilles' heel. But I've always thought Will Levis was just a decent game manager that hadn't had to step up yet. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't get to watch the game yesterday, so I don't really know, and I don't want to speculate and you know, throw out but, false but accusations. For but Kentucky, that's more than they've had the past few. Like, you know, Terry Wilson was a game manager, but he was. A little differently, right? Like Will I'm, Levis, he just he get, lets the ball get away from him. He kind of reminds me of like Carson Wentz with what, some of the interceptions. What did has. you work on in the off week, in the bye week? What did you work on? <coughs> That's that, what I was going to say. That made this was. game. How do you so go from bad. getting beat to Georgia when you're all of a sudden like the talk of the SEC right now to having two weeks off and then coming out and getting blown out by Mississippi State? Like what happened? I like, get that it's at state and, it, and you know maybe it's just it's the, a night game. That's a tough place to play. And and maybe it's just the the stigma of you know we haven't beat state since whatever it was at at Mississippi State, but at some point, like I mean, you broke the curse with Florida. Like this is the season where everything kind of felt like it was going in the right direction. Yeah, and now Th- this is always the trap game. This or the Tennessee game is always the trap. And for some reason. speaking of Tennessee, Tennessee's and, coming too. Yeah, so and I think W. I mean UK will be mad and take their anger out on Tennessee. I truly believe they'll come back because that was they embarrassing. Better. They better. I mean, yeah. wh- can you look up real quick what Will Levis's average stats have been per game? I'm afraid to yeah, see we'll it. Because yeah. I feel like he like I feel like every time I look at box scores, Will Levis, he's averaging like 110 yards yeah. passing so a game. He averages – so he's 66% completion. That's um, not, not bad. But college football is half its bubble screens and stuff. That's just college football. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's averaging 150 yards passing per game and a touchdown per game. When you I mean, with the running game, that was the last game, and they've I'm had the defense. The running the game, running and that's, that goes back to what we said: is you know, Will Levis has been a decent game manager. He gets yeah. a good score whenever you need it. He's good on his feet to extend plays. And I just hate having great receivers in Ali and Wanda Robinson and not being able to to throw the ball over the top at all. Like that just frustrates me to no end. Just as a football person, like as a football fan, I want to not even just a team. Like I want to see. A quarterback in college football be able to throw the ball over a defense's head. And Chris Chris Rodriguez has been pretty MIA for this Kentucky team the last two weeks too. That's he only had thirty four yards last night, and guess what? He had another fumble. Yeah, I, he, that's the, this is the issue with Kentucky is you know they can have good starts, but they always have that one game that just causes them to regress. I didn't like the way Mike said that. Well, guess I mean, what? He, no, Mike. He we'll get, yeah, Mike. I, you know what? We'll no, get out of here, man. It's been, I'm not even talking about Kentucky. Specifically. I like Kentucky. No, I know. But Mike, I'm just it's it's like a point every. Every week he fumbles every game. Yeah, and we'll get into. Actually, you know what? Let's move on to Mike. Mike, uh, Michigan <laughs> loses. No, to no, 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 no. Mike, take over. Yeah, you know ahead. what's coming, so let's talk. 
about Michigan? Or? He, he's going to talk about the rest because it was actually pretty bad. But go ahead. Well, I was going to say he has a reason to be mad about the rest. See, I didn't but get to see that game. See, no, the, it was bad. The, 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 the Big Ten has a problem. There, you would think, Which one? Yeah, there's a lot of them. The, the, an officiating problem. Okay. okay. There, we'll there, there. You would think they have the referees have one job. And it seems like every time there's something big, something gets blown, and it costs it costs somebody. This and most of the time, and I, I may be a little biased here, it just seems to be Michigan gets the brunt of it. And it happened again yesterday. There was three or four terrible, terrible moments by the refs that just no calls or callbacks. That, that well, there's one pass interference call in particular that did not get called. At the very end, Cornelius Johnson is getting tugged like crazy, and they don't call anything. But if we won't even have to be at that moment, if at the end of the first half they didn't call back the fumble, the, the strip sack that Michigan scored a touchdown off of. That I did see. Yeah, which, they, which they called back ridiculously because he lost the ball before he even came close to the ground. And they reviewed it for five minutes and still came to that. They were. It's almost like they were – looking hard to make sure that he got down to reverse the call because yeah. the original call in the field was a, a fumble and a yeah. touchdown. Yeah. So you have to look that hard to overturn it. And then that one, that one I did see, and I, I will agree with that. But and, and if you take, if you give that touchdown to Michigan, it's 37, 37 at the very end of the game. Well, but it's just, it's kind of hard to throw it like that. But if you give it to them, then the first half is completely different. Like well, yeah, Michigan that's a, that's not, a fair point. But say Michigan State still has the second half; they do. It's a tie game at the end. Yeah, but um, that holding call is pretty bad too. Yeah, I was, well, the yeah. yeah, I mean the officiating, but you get breaks. I thought the what did the running back have five touchdowns? I was going to say. 20, so, was I was about to say yeah. the biggest <laughs> storyline of this game is that five Mr. Walker, Kenneth Walker, yeah. about yeah. way more than he is. Best running back in the country. I have a hard By time four. listening to the officiating things when you let a guy score five touchdowns. <laughs> well, like, the only reason he had the opportunity to score five touchdowns is because the officiating let them back into the game. Because Michigan had it absolutely under control, and then he starts to go crazy whenever bad calls start to go against Michigan, and so Michigan football State momentum. magically yeah. gets the well, ball back. It's hard for me because, like, when you're up, and you're if you're up by two or three scores, who's running the ball? Like, if you're down two or three scores, why are you running it's the, the confidence he has in Kenneth, Kenneth Walker? Walker is just a absolute and their beast. quarterback sucks. Yeah, he, yeah, he had no touchdowns great. and two interceptions. He went nineteen of thirty for just Big Ten. That's Big Ten QB play. Yeah. I mean, and if you're not Ohio State, then that's you I mean. Well, look at Sean Clifford. <laughs> and Michigan seems to like this two quarterback system, which I really don't have a problem with because JJ McCarthy has obviously has a lot of upside. But Cade McNamara, who played the game of his life yesterday, got hurt, and they true. had to sub JJ McCarthy in. And they fumbled on a bat, on a snap, on a handoff. Blake Corum lost the ball, and off that fumble is what Michigan State used to take the lead. So I think I think that what had worked well for them, the two quarterback system, is kind of coming back to bite them because it didn't. It kind of cost us a, a little bit yesterday. Now uh, this would be the last question, just for this specific game. Is how bad is this loss for Harbaugh and his? Because it's always well, been the big game, the whole you know. The Michigan everything. State, and Ohio State, his record's awful. Well, yeah. Well, he hasn't won a game in you know, Ohio State, but yeah, yeah, he is. He's never beaten Ohio State. He has. I think he's beaten Michigan he, State like two. twice. He's beat. He's he three, has a losing he's, record he's against three Michigan. And, State. He's three and yeah. four against yeah. Michigan State. But if you count last year when they played in uh, uh, at Preston, but um, <laughs> at Preston or at, at the at the just a empty stadium. Um, um <laughs> I do. I count it. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah uh, you could say the loss is bad for Harbaugh because he does have a bad record against his rivals. I but I don't think this I don't think this game was on him. I just think like 
it, just go ahead and say it. It, it just kind it's of on the zebra stripes. It, yeah, I mean, it, it really was. And Patrick I mean, knows and all about I those think zebra a lot stripes. Of God, don't get me he's started. He's the same thing in a few minutes. Yeah, I, I, I I'm just, I'm of, just biting my tongue over here, waiting for my turn. <laughs> I think a lot of the neutrals could really agree with that because I mean, yeah. you all aren't Michigan fans, and Absolutely even you, would, even you admitted it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree. Yeah, with you we. 100%. I, yeah, I'm not. A, I'm just. It's funny to to listen to all this and. You know, all that goes back. I to feel your pain. It's funny when it's. Touchdowns. I feel your it's pain. It's funny when it's not my team. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually hilarious. But um, and Patrick can't laugh because it's his team in a minute. But yeah. real quick to finish out college football, Ohio State beats Penn State thirty-three twenty-four in a, in a non and that's in a non convincing win though. That's what this Ohio State defense. They let Sean Clifford have three touchdowns right. and three hundred yards. Like. Yeah. That is not I Sean think, Clifford. I think everybody right. picked Ohio State to win. I, I, what I was looking forward to the game was Ohio State to show, like, this is we, their are, chance to we are the Big Ten. Like, we exactly. own this conference, and they really didn't. And they've been kind of quietly talked about since that Oregon loss, and I felt like this weekend was going to be that game where it's like, yo, you know, they had that bad loss, but Ohio State's still here. Yeah. And they're going to dominate Penn State. And then I'm watching this game. I'm seeing the score updates. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, and they still have more opportunities to prove themselves but well, they, do, they but definitely did not look that was a big opportunity though, yeah. to well do and they play they got know, michigan, michigan state at home in I'm, a few weeks that's yeah but but i don't i still i mean i think ohio state i mean they they should beat everybody they have better players than everybody else in the big 10 so I don't really know if they could prove themselves until. Where's John Alden when we need him right now for big 10 talk <laughs> Indiana if, football if michigan state beats ohio state yeah that's going to stir a lot of things up with college football playoffs. If Michigan yeah. State wins out, it'll what happens? It'll be a repeat of what Michigan State be, wins out, they're that, in. It'll yeah, be a repeat of 2015 works, because they beat Ohio State in 2015, and that put them in the driver's seat, and they made the playoffs. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, though, because they still have to beat Ohio <laughs> and, State. And yeah. But still, that's, to that's a fun thing to look forward to. Somebody tell me, do y'all remember that score? Yeah. Do y'all remember that score in the playoff game? Yeah. We don't need that again. Just like no. Notre Dame, we don't need them in the playoffs ever again. And how many points did WK put up on Michigan State? Honestly, 31. though, that that number four team, unless it's Alabama, it's that game's bad. not going to be close. I don't. Well, think so. I mean, any of these Georgia's just that much better. Cincinnati, I mean, like yeah. all Cincinnati those Cincinnati didn't look great this past week. Yeah, they played Tulane, and obviously, you know, uh, Tulane has Oklahoma's number, obviously, <laughs> just like everybody else does. One and seven. Do you see the? <laughs> Except this week, Caleb Williams went crazy. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. Oklahoma State beat Kansas, uh, fifty-five to three. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> what are we doing, Kansas? And Oklahoma almost lost to Kansas. God. <laughs> That's just funny to me. Um, but, no, Wisconsin destroys Iowa, number nine Iowa, which are, they should drop out of the top 25. Yeah. That's just gross. 27-7 to because Wisconsin Wait, is – Wait, whoa, what? Yeah, Wisconsin yeah. is not I good. I totally missed that game. Yeah. Wisconsin is not a good team this year. Um, I hate the big team. And they just yeah. dominated them. Auburn beat Ole Miss in a, in a game that That's I kind of saw coming, to be honest. Auburn has been playing well. Uh, Ole Miss, Ole has, Miss been has been down. sus to me all year. They really have. They – and. Well, the past few, Matt Corral did get hurt for a little early in the game. He came back, but he was playing injured. Was what it? happened? Like leg or arm? I, I did. I didn't see it, but I do know he got injured. I I don't know exactly what the injury was. Did he get hit with a golf ball? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the mustard bottle. Oh, the mustard. Oh, yeah, that's oh, yeah, a doozy. Yeah. Um, and SMU loses to Houston, and SMU and everybody thought that was a bad pick'em game for me last week. And look at this, <laughs> and we all got it. Wrong. <laughs> we all got it wrong. Well, it was the way they lost. A yeah, kick return. A, yeah, return. Yeah, kickoff return in the game. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, thirty seconds. That's, left. A, that's a statement walk off. No, no more undefeated Houston, SMU. If Houston that, wins out, are they in the college football playoffs? <laughs> Well, it's the weird thing. The only reason that game was important to me because SMU plays Cincinnati at the end of the year, yeah. and that if, could have been a chance for if SMU Cincinnati was big win. you know good, yeah. 
then it could have been Cincinnati's big win, but it also could have been SMU could have knocked off Cincinnati. Right. But now it's kind of like, if you can't beat Houston. Cincinnati's in. Then, uh, all right, all right, Mac, Cincinnati fan lover over there. Um, Baylor hey, squeaks by book. Texas, and the, the only reason I put this one in there, they they won thirty one twenty four against Texas. Baylor came oh, back. They were Texas was up. Lead. Yeah, yeah. God, what is Baylor outscored <laughs> Texas fourteen to three? That's a genuine question. Quarter. What is wrong with Texas? Yeah. <laughs> Hook them horns, baby. There's just a disconnect with the players and the coaching staff. They've lost Still. disconnect with that. Game. Give it time. Give it time. The whole football program is just disconnect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, uh, that's their, they're a basketball school. That's their fifth loss Ooh, after terrible. being up um, in the past school? two years. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Fifth loss after being up <laughs> they're the past They're a basketball two school? Yeah. <laughs> We're just not going to like acknowledge what was just said there. Preseason, they're ranked sixth. Well, I mean, this the good year that they're having but coming the, up, but like, let's be real. I was joking. They're – well, they are more of a basketball school than a football school now. I mean, well, aren't, weren't they good in volleyball? Jared Allen? Or? They're always good yeah. in volleyball. Yeah, they're, they're a volleyball, volleyball school. Yeah, volleyball school. Go top. That's wrong with that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, and but I said that to Hudson. Uh, did you hear me uh-uh. during the interview? I looked at him and I was like, what's it like to have like built a volleyball school? And he just laughed. And I was like, oh, I'm serious. Like, We are a volleyball school. <laughs> oh, Talk yeah. to me about it. Well, because nobody looks at it like that. They think right. if you're not good in basketball or football, then you're not a school. Which, <laughs> and, I mean, I asked about his, and I asked about his statue. Yep. And he said, they're going to need a lot of bronze for this head. Well, they and can I use the like, trophies you get because you're going to have plenty of response, brother. Um, but the only reason I throw the Baylor, in the Baylor game in there is because Baylor will play Oklahoma at some point. Two weeks. Um, so we'll see if What's they'll Baylor's be Baylor's record? Seven and one. I was going to say, I thought they were decent. So they're, they're, they're 16th. But um, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we have NFL to talk about. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. You are listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Welcome back. I am your host, Ryan Gooden, sitting alongside Patrick Carey, Caden Gaylord Day, and Michael Thompson and the boys. We have NFL football Thursday night. We had the – I mean, Max is like, all right. It's seven guys is a long intro, okay? We'll but get it together. Just the boys. Um, NFL Thursday night, Packers beat Cardinals and hand them their first loss. And it's about time. There's multiple th- multiple things that went wrong. One, J.J. Watt being out for the year now immediately diminishes that defense because right. Chandler Jones got to do whatever he wanted to when J.J. Watt's on the other side, and now it's going to be all we have to do is double-team Chandler Jones, and we're good because you can't double-team both, obviously. So that puts a, a big deficit for this defense, um, and J.J. Watt's career has kind of become you know what could have been because of how many injuries. He could have been the most dominant defensive player in, in a while, if not ever, and he just he just cannot stay healthy. It's it's really sad to see. And the, I think another storyline too with this game was neither team looked good. It was really a bad game. Kyler Murray in particular did not look good. He looked really uncomfortable, which yeah. was the first time you've yeah. seen that this year. I think he threw two picks. Yep. No touchdown passes. It was just really bad. And Dodger Hopkins did go out. I don't even know what happened actually, but I, I know he disappeared for like part of the first quarter and then the second quarter. And they came back in the second yeah. half. Am I right? Yeah, and then on like and, the fourth quarter like, drive, he yeah, still kept coming in and out of the game. But like, like during that time, you could just tell like that offense was stalled big time. And they Kyler were. Murray just looked really uncomfortable. And it's weird because this Packers defense isn't you know particularly great. And they don't have Jair. Yeah, and there was no Jair. So like, you think they would? Their be secondary able to, has been playing yeah almost better since Jair. Well, they went got out, the which is they weird. got the rookie from Georgia, Stokes. Eric Stokes. He's very good. Um, but Who got, and that's the pick that the Packers got blasted for when they were like, "You need to draft a receiver." And then well, that's a great. I thought it was receiver. a great pick from the beginning, but 
they do need receivers, um, but clearly not because you know Matt kind of mentioned it on a podcast that we do. But Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams, since Devontae Adams has been drafted, when Adams is either hurt or out, Aaron Rodgers is six and zero now, seven and zero, especially and now it was against a seven and zero team in the Cardinals. That's a that's a interesting stat. Yeah. Not saying that you know that means anything. In spite of everything that happened in the off season, the Packers look the same. As yeah. last year, that's the most and impressive part. It's like this whole this off season was the oh. most insane, weird yeah. dynamic for a QB and a team, and then to come out here and kind of wash. They lost to the Bengals, and everybody's kind of like, the "Oh, this Packers." They, they should have lost to the Bengals. You're right. They yeah, got destroyed by the Saints, but they got destroyed by the Saints. I'm so sorry. Yes, yeah. they should have lost to the week Bengals. one. We can talk about that. Sorry, <laughs> no, we don't have to. Uh, we already <laughs> did. Okay. I'm sure. When that happened, um, <laughs> but I, yeah, the Saints and they come out week one. They're like, "Oh my gosh, all this turmoil! Yeah. This is what." And then seven wins in a row. Sure, we'll go with that. Um, I think another big storyline <laughs> from this game is I'm just looking at the box score here. If you were to tell me that Aaron Rodgers only throws for 184 yards without Devontae Adams and they still get the dub, that's that's well, huge. They, well, no, really, no Adams, no yeah. Valdez Scantling, yeah. no, yeah, no uh, uh, Lazard. Lazard, like yeah. those are the three receivers yeah. that well, you had. A no short Tony. Week, Wait, it was no, Thursday. It was Thursday, so it already was a short week. So I don't yeah. think they even practiced. Like they said like during the game, they don't think that he practiced with these receivers really. So it's kind of like we have to run the ball. That, which is, I mean, it worked out for him in the long run. But uh, this Cardinals team, without JJ Watt, this defense looks uh, very suspect. And it kind of shows too, like the, the defense is struggling. It for some reason caused the offense to struggle, yeah. which was a little concerning, too. But I'm just glad that there's no undefeated teams left. I hate when that happens. Yeah. It yeah, drives me insane. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, are they the team to beat? They're the Super right. Bowl contender. Yeah, you have to put the Cardinals as the best team in the league, and it's like, I don't know. Well, yeah. And, but, I mean, Kyler Murray does have, you know, sprained ankle or whatever it was at the end of that That's game. That's another thing, yeah. So, he could be – that could have been during the game. We don't know. But um, big loss for the Cardinals and big win for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Battle divisions this week. There was a lot of divisional games, a lot of good ones. Colts versus Titans. Titans ended up pulling that one out 34-31, I believe. Overtime. In mm-hmm. overtime. What an ugly game that was in overtime. The the f- regular, the first four quarters were awesome. Overtime, there was pick after pick after four and out <laughs> punt. It was just, it was gross. Yeah. Carson Wentz back in true form. It's like Carson Wentz completely imploded. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Um, but so that so that's a good division win for the Titans. They now I think take a three game yeah, lead they're in, in that they're, division. They control their own destiny. Yeah, yeah so their division's so talented. Yeah, um, <laughs> but Panthers they beat the Falcons nineteen to thirteen in an unconvincing win against the bad Falcons team. Sorry, Mac. And and Matt Ryan got his hand ripped off. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, yeah it was awesome. I mean, I, so I believe hand. somebody stepped so it. Yeah, they stepped on it. non-throwing hand. <laughs> Happy so it's still impressive defense. I guess to let us know it was the non-throwing. Yeah, hand. yeah, in case you didn't know, it was the non-throwing <laughs> hand. I just um, remember seeing like he got like stepped on. I saw it during a highlight, and then they showed, they showed like the his. Towel. They showed the towel. I was like, oh good god, whoa! What's, yeah. what's going on because, here? Because hand got severed off. I was like, good lord, fake blood. Halloween with the game sealing interception. Yeah, Stephon Gilmore did um, a That's bad nice. ball by Ryan. It was just a back, like running backwards and just kind of throwing off his back foot, kind of prayer to Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts didn't even go for it because he was like, "That's just an awful ball." <laughs> um, but yeah, Stephon Gilmore, good addition. But for this team, addition. for this team, it's kind of like it would have been at the beginning of the season when they were three. Just wait till Horn gets back too. I mean, that yeah. secondary well, Horn's out for the year. I, I think. know. They say there's a chance if they make the playoffs, he could be ready. Well, that's a. Keep wishing. <laughs> um, Bills beat Dolphins. Doesn't matter. It looked but, awful. No, I do want to say about this game. They didn't look the great. Bills looked awful. Yeah, in yeah this they game. did. They got lucky that you know, the Dolphins too. are just really struggling because they were, it was three to three at yeah. halftime. Yeah, 
Um, Steelers beat Browns 15-10 in another ugly game. Without um, their kicker for the second half. The Steelers, yes. Boswell, I think, went out because they ran a fake field goal play. At the tail. And he got demolished. <laughs> <laughs> and he tried to throw the ball. Like, he was waiting for somebody to get open. He threw the ball late, and somebody just came in and, and destroyed him. So they didn't have a kicker in the second half. So. I, comments to myself. Well, I think the, the Browns got to figure out something to do with Baker. I, I don't know. Either don't play wait, him wait, wait. or don't blame the injury. Didn't yeah. you tell me that Baker's good? No. No, no, no. He's always been. Okay. I just had Baker. to make sure. We know you're a game manager lover. So he does, I just like, had to he does well, love the Kirk Cousins. I, I mean, too. I just want to see who had two rushing touchdowns a day. The game manager, Jimmy Garoppolo. Two rushing touchdowns. He's, yeah, but he's the definition of a game manager. The man. Bears are a dumpster <laughs> but, fire. But, yeah, right I think the, uh, the. You would know that well, wouldn't you, Will? That's yes. the original thing. I think the Browns. Aren't you a Derek Goff guy? That. Oh, I love the goofball, especially today. No, not Derek Carr. Derek Carr. I am so confused yeah. on what's happening right now. We've had multiple conversations okay. about, you know, mid-tier quarterbacks that Mac seems yeah, to Mac love. Yeah, Mac loves game man. I, I like some why. of them. I don't like other ones. But I one of them I don't like is Baker, which, yeah, if he's hurt, and that's what it is, don't play him. Because if you play him, you have to evaluate him like he played. Yeah. And he played awful. He did. And he has the last – this entire season, honestly. Yeah. Like, he hasn't really had a good with, – with no running game with this team, it's clear that – Baker needs Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt for this team to and even you can, do anything. You can do that when he's on a rookie deal, but if you pay him, yeah. you're not keeping that defense. You're not bringing in like you're the not keeping that offensive keep line. And you're not keeping line. the two Some, juggernaut of yeah. the running game. It's something's going to have to give at the end of this season. It'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens. And it might be Baker, honestly. And I, I don't know if, if Browns are ready to give him up yet or give up on him. Um, but I don't know what the feeling well, over there is. I don't like. even know why he's yeah. playing. Like yeah, he's got a. Even if he is your future, like labor, if you love him labor. as much as you do, you why are you him. still playing him? Yeah, that irks me in yeah. itself. All I'm gonna say is I love Baker Mayfield on commercials. I think he should yeah. just stick to that. <laughs> I think he's a. Gr- I think he's hilarious he at is. home he with is. Baker Mayfield, yeah. and that's really all he's good at. Um, Buck Saints, I believe, did it, did it ever finish up? No, it's it's 23-21 right oh. now. Jameis is hurt. He's yeah, Jameis is out. Trevor Simeon is I was about to say, because yeah. Taysom Hill's also out, so I don't yeah. know who their quarterback is. Trevor, Trevor Simeon. Simeon. This that's, is disgusting. That's what you want. Um, speaking of backup QBs. Hey, I mean, he's 10 for 1,907 yards and a touchdown right now. I mean, That's not terrible. That's not terrible. Um, speaking of backup QBs. Oh, actually, we'll talk about QB ones real quick. Jalen Hurts leads Philly to forty four six. I was like, wins oh, God. The Lions. Um, yeah, Jalen Hurts had one hundred and three passing yards in a forty four point game win. <laughs> Wait, what? And seventy seven yeah. rushing yards. But Very yeah, odds. But yeah, he's a he's a QB one, right? Yeah. Uh, the goofball Jared had double passing yards uh, that Jalen had in a loss and had six points. Well, he also threw twenty more passes. I don't care. <laughs> 103 <laughs> passing yards for a quarterback that's he, a starter. Trevor Simeon. He threw 14 passes. Trevor Simeon's going to have more than him in a, in a three-quarter. Trevor Simeon. In the third quarter. Is t- you said he's 10 of 19. J- Jalen Hurts was 9 of 14. That's I Wait, don't why care. Is because Jalen Hurts tr- only throwing the ball 14 times. Because they don't trust him, as you should not. I'm not getting into this. We don't have time for that. Also, what we do, what I, we do have time for is the Jet. I'm sorry. What, I just ahead. saw something. You know, NFL, but Dak's not going to play tonight. His calf. <gasps> oh. So Dak is out. I kind of thought that that was just kind of like That's a. That's breaking news. Wow. Because Dak, with that, without, the, without that, without him on the offense, Man, this Dallas whole team really used Mike White tonight. <laughs> shouldn't have gave him up. Speaking of, Jets beat Bengals 34 to 31. Patrick Patrick wrote something in here. Uh, Jets had the guy all along, didn't even know it. Uh, Mike White. Came in, played not great until he had a sp- he had a few moments, but overall, you know, it was, it was a good game. 
um, for a backup QB. I think it was the first 400-yard Jet quarterback day since, like, the 90s or no, something crazy. 2019. Yeah, it was, it was Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. He okay, I heard something today that was odd. Maybe it's with three touchdowns or something. I think it was that. with three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, he did. I think he had two interceptions, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Um, and so he had a two-point conversion. Obviously, yeah, touchdown. Oh, Philly special. Two-point conversion catch. Yeah. So, um, big, big ups special. to Mike White. Yeah. WKU alum. You are this week's hero. <laughs> um, yeah, but poor Patrick Carey. Go ahead and tell me. First of all, we'll talk about the hit, the call. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, it was awful. It was one of the worst calls I've ever seen in the history of the NFL. It was yeah. very bad. I will give you that. I mean, what are, defen- what are defenders supposed to do at this point? Mike Hilton literally has his head on yeah. at his kneecaps. Dude ducks his helmet all the way down, initiates the contact, and they call unnecessary roughness yeah. on Mike Hilton. And that was third Especially down. That, that was third and yeah. 11. Yeah. I don't care what you say. And the Bengals, Bengals had all not, three timeouts. The Bengals shouldn't have been in that position anyways. Right. That's the argument in itself. Right. But That's you right. give Joe Burrow the ball with three timeouts, two minutes to go, you don't know what could happen. He could go right down the field and win the ball game. It, not only that, I but was, yeah, it was very like even yeah. the broadcast. Like yeah. broadcast was like, I, that's awful. They called yeah. that. Like I cannot believe that was called. And it a just, lot of people are saying like you know refs need to be held accountable for things like this because it's just going to get swept under the rug. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. Well, I'm sure you and Mike would agree. They, they got awful. the they got the Big Ten refs to do the Bengals <laughs> game today. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I think Vegas ball. needed some money today. That's what I think. It, it was it was definitely interesting. Yeah. Um, and Mike White did play well towards the end. I mean, you, you drive down. For I credit QB. Robert Sala. Yeah, I credit him because he had a perfect game plan against a very good Bengals defense, and he they executed it perfectly. They got the ball out quick. Mike White did not hold on to the football at all because the pass rushers were coming, and they just beat or the, I almost said they beat WKU. They just beat the Bengals underneath. And I don't know what happened. Uh, I didn't watch the entire game, but I saw towards the end like the Joe Burrow pick that was kind of lucky because yeah. it was just a tip ball that it was got a tip ball that literally just fell um, into his lap. But you know this defense. This Jets defense kind of looked better than the, it has. Well, and the Jets defensive line has been pretty good all year. Yeah, that's the been. one positive. That's what they need to build the team around is their defensive Mosley line. Linebacker. Yeah, Mo- yeah, you got Quinn and, Williams on that line yeah. and, and Shaq Lawson, like just guys that can play. But I think a, a big thing in this one is the Bengals have always been, you know, like even going into the Ravens games, like oh if they beat them, that's great. If they don't, it's a fine. This was the first week when probably like five years, there was like the Bengals felt any kind of pressure where it was like, we're good. We need to take care of business here. That's a, I agree 100%. Yeah. The Bengals got caught up in the fame this week. I 100% believe that. You know, Zach Taylor's not going to sit there and be like, no, we had a great week of practice. They 100% yeah. overlooked the Jets, and they were only focusing on the Browns next week. So now you're in the same conversation with the Titans where it's, you're a good team, but you lose to a bad, 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 bad team. Um, obviously, White, Mike Tough White loss. versus Zach Wilson is kind of hard to – depict on who's going to be the starter there forever, but my money's on white. I don't know if you yours. A um, <laughs> few games next week, we have uh, Titans versus Rams. I'm kind of interested to see which which team will win and who that says more about, because if the Titans win, it's like, does that say more about the Rams and how eh they are, or um, is it like how good the Titans are and they have a few bad weeks? I think it'll depend on actually what happens, because yeah. you fair. can't really say, you know, if the Titans win, then the Rams. Well, it just also depends on how they lost, so. Yeah. Yeah. But the Rams, like in my head, they're a good team, yeah, I think they're and good. They, I do think they're good. But also, like this Titans team, they have their moments, and they could be really good or really bad. And it just depends on the week. Um, so that'll be an interesting game to see. Browns, Bengals, you know, Raiders, Giants, Patriots, Panthers. Interesting games, but they could go either way. I do think I'll be at the game next week. So. Will you? Yeah. Good for you. That'll be fun. 
Get to root on Baker Mayfield. Derrick Henry only gave me 6.8 points. Here we go with his stupid <laughs> fantasy. I I'm swear. sick of it. 6.8 sick points. Of your fantasy teams. 68 yards? Are you serious? few highlight games. Packers versus Chiefs next week. We'll see if the Chiefs can kind of bounce back ever. Um, and then the Cardinals versus Niners. See if the Niners are actually going to play well against a good team. Or if the Cardinals kind of implode after yeah. last week's loss. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we have... MLB, we have the World Series going on, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to Revolution. Red, sorry, you're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 917. Talking all things Tapper Sports. You're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 917. And welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 917. I'm your host Ryan Goodson, alongside, well, not in this segment as much, but Caden Gilbert Day. Patrick Carey and Mike Thompson. This is going to be I'm gonna try. me, Will, and probably Noah. Hoping to get some, some airtime. MLB is here, and not a lot of people like that segment here at Red Zone, but I think it's notable that the World Series is going on. So we'll kind of go from the NLDS, or CS and, and ALCS. Braves beat Dodgers, which was interesting to say the least because this Braves team, they're without Ronald Acuna, who tore his ACL in the middle of the season. Um, Marcelo Zuna, who you know is out and gone, yeah, and and no longer going to be <laughs> playing in the NFL, back. yeah, um, and um, Mike Soroka, who didn't play all year, but he's basically their ace every um, year. So you're doing that with without your main pieces. They go out in the trade deadline, they make you know multiple moves. They get Jorge Soler, Jock Peterson, Eddie Rosario, all these guys that kind of replenish that outfield to replace if, Acuna. If the Mets weren't a joke. This wouldn't have ever happened. I mean, the, the Braves were pretty much out of it halfway through the year, and yeah. the Mets kept the door open just enough to where their front office goes, let's give it a try. When and I th- they went for it. I think the Braves, they were either just below 500 or – They were below or, 500 yeah. until wow. the end of August, I think, something like that. And they made the playoffs, and now they're in the World Series um, against the Astros, who beat the Red Sox in the ALCS. An interesting Red Sox team, they weren't – particularly the best team in their division. I, the Rays and the Yankees were both up there. It was kind of between those three. And the Red Sox came out on top against all of them, um, but they couldn't get to it against the Astros. It wasn't as much pitching for this team as Astros just hit the ball real well against the Red Sox. They haven't done it in the, in the World Series nope. so far. They're like some terrible stat, like 3 of 27 with uh, runners in scoring position in and, the World Series. And the yeah. Braves are just taking advantage of that. I mean – and these aren't you know high scoring games. I believe it was last night. It was three to two. Yeah. Um, after Jorge Soler hit a bomb to left field, Jordan Alvarez. Alvarez should never be playing left field. That's just that is ridiculous. <laughs> no, the guy is slower than dirt. He's a yeah, that's ridiculous. Pitcher. That's what he plays. Patrick. Yep. Um, all, all I know is if the Dodgers were healthy, they yeah, they should have won the World Series. They should have won it again. I need. They I were healthy. See, they were healthy. I they were healthy. See, Here we go with Kaden. I wanted to see the Astros versus the Dodgers. No, well. enough I, I wanted to see that. Too, I did not. I can't stand either one of them. L. A. is oh, I went to fall. Off yeah, the I can't. The that's like saying because if you don't know MLB, there's no cap, so you just mm-hmm. go buy players. That's why the Yankees and Dodgers are always at the top. Of and the it cap. usually doesn't work. Yeah, for. <laughs> At least recent years, it has. I mean, Dodgers won one last year. Yeah, asterisk you know, ring COVID, so um, kind of asterisk. But <laughs> um, the Dodgers, like they they go out at the trade deadline. They do just as much, if not more, than any other team in the league. They get Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, all these guys to help replenish that offense and and the pitching staff, and they still can't get it done. The Dodgers yeah, didn't want to. They've pitch always. Them. 
He couldn't. He could. bought players. They've always been the team to just throw money at their problem, and eventually That's they hired. They hired the Rays' general manager. They stole him and um, managed to kind of develop a farm system, and they've been able to bring up a few guys, not many. but I mean, Gavin Lux is probably the only guy I can think about through the farm. I mean, Will, Will Smith, Smith is Will Smith definitely is, a, um, but In West Philadelphia. <laughs> this guy. Um, but <laughs> it's kind of this whole market of buying your players, and it hasn't really worked out. No. Um, Maybe in the MLB, but in any other sport that – pretty much yeah but the MLB is where it's supposed to because there's no caps so you can just pay if you have the money you just pay people to come that's what the Yankees have done but they haven't won since 2009 I mean they haven't been since 2009 so (laughs) that's just that's ridiculous Um, but right now Braves lead the series against the Astros three to one chance for Atlanta to blow a 3-1 lead (sighs) definitely not happening I don't think it will but I believe they're in Atlanta tonight yeah game five uh, for game five you'd like to see them Close it out at home. Those Braves fans have been waiting a while for a if World they, Series. They're not going to for if they don't reasons. win tonight. Houston's taking the series. You think so? Yeah, they definitely could. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Houston, if their offense ever gets going, they they are electric. Yeah. Um, but it's just they haven't. I mean, no. do they have trash cans with them? Not this time. Or buzzers. But I think that's the difference. Is like the whole cheating scandal happened. Yeah, and. If that really helped them that much, then they wouldn't be back in the World they Series. They did get punished. For I mean, it, they've though. been they've been the yeah, five straight ALCS. I yeah. mean, that's that's impressive. And I don't care if there's, I know two years, if not three, were were the trash can scandal, the, the cheating scandal, whatever. But the last two that haven't been, they still get there, and now they're in the World Series. They haven't won it since then, obviously, but um, still impressive at least. Eddie Rosario has been the guy, though. The NLCS, he. Absolutely went off. He carried this team to the World Series. Um, obviously, Freddie Freeman is the the guy on this team, but Rosario had a great NLCS and has kept it going, at least so in the post in the postseason. Um, but they also have guys like Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, just guys that can hit, um, and it really helps this team because <laughs> Charlie Morton uh, broke his leg in the first game. And he's still he continued three pitch. straight outs. Yeah, he played. I think he pitched sixteen pitches on a broken leg. That's great. Um, so. Just impressive there, but we will see if the Braves can pull it out tonight and be your World Series champs. We'll probably talk about that next week just because that'll be the end of it. It'll be done by then, so we'll have your World Series champs next week. We'll take another quick break. When we come back, our second hour, we're kind of into it a little bit, but we have Western Kentucky basketball preview and then college basketball preview. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Talking all things Tapper Sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. And welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. We are in the second hour of this two-hour special, and we're going to talk about Western Kentucky basketball. It is right around the corner, about a week away from the first scrimmage game, I believe. Scrimmage is tomorrow night. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's the first actual game yeah. then is in, a, in about a week. Yeah, Tuesday night. Good Lord. Next Tuesday. November 9th. That has crept up quick. It is Halloween, though, so I guess that makes sense, November. Um, November 9th is also a big day for college basketball in general, um, but we'll get into that later. For this WKU team, though, the big the big story is there's eight new transfers out of the 13 players on this team. That That is an insane amount of numbers. Um, for a team, especially in college, where transfers usually aren't as prominent as they have been because of COVID the last few years, but to have eight new guys come in this program, 
um, it could be really interesting to see how the dynamic is at the beginning of the season. And luckily, you still have um, Anderson and McKnight, who are returners, yeah, veterans more or less, and see if how they mesh with the new guys. But I'm excited. I think it's the the issues that'll take place is just chemistry and everybody right. filling out where they belong on the court. I mean, because think about it, you're a third year transfer, fourth year transfer, whatever it is, and you come into this program. Are you really going to listen to a 19-year-old or are you going to let your leader be a 19-year-old and Davion McKnight? Like just, just from an optic standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you, you've come in, you've been in a program for however many years. You have been built a certain way. You're a grown man, and you're not going to listen to a teenager. You you're know, gonna I would – I mean, I would like to think Rick Stansberry doesn't go after guys like that. I want a guy on my team that's going to be like, I know my role. That's if what he's I, that's our leader, he's it. our leader. I agree with Will because when it comes to transfers, when you're allowing players to transfer into a program, you're not just going to let anybody and everybody come. It's got to make sure it's fitting your system. They have the good mindset because it's all about culture, too, with transfer players. And well, then I think, think about last year. What about last year? What about last year? Did those players buy in and, and into the program and stuff? Because if they did, would they have left right as soon as they got here? There are multiple people. I mean, yeah. Kevin Osalway left. Kenny Cooper was, Kenny you know, Cooper was a disaster. So he, we're gonna go ahead and take him off the list. I mean, before, I'm just saying but we can continue with other players. I'm just saying you can say that, but <laughs> the when six five guard, I can't remember his name. Um, what's his name? Um, Kyle, Kyle, Kylan Milton. Yeah, Milton, Kylan yeah. Milton. He was I already know he was angry. But these are these that are guys that like weren't gonna get that spot in the future. Like these are like role player guys that come off the bench, maybe or not. Um, what I'm looking forward to is you know, can Josh Anderson be a senior guy who leads this team. That's yet to be seen. He's not somebody a that will. Person. Somebody that I think will though is Keith Williams, the that's, transfer from Cincinnati. That's who. That's my favorite player. Coming from a roster. big program, averaging 15 in a game there and being a senior, that just and you know Cincinnati's program is gritty, so he's gonna bring yeah. he's gonna bring a defensive presence that I feel like WKU's really lacked because every game against good talent, their best player always puts up 25, 30-plus points. And Absolutely. I think when you have Keith Williams, he's going to be a difference maker, not necessarily on the offensive side because I think there's a lot of weapons on the offensive side, but you need somebody on the defensive side to step up, and that's what I like about Keith Williams. Is he a Cronin guy or is he whoever the guy? Yeah, he, was, uh, he, was he was there when Cronin was there. Okay, he was so a freshman or sophomore. I like the way Cronin and yeah. his style, so yeah, excited to see how this guy does. And, and it's going to help a lot, but I think the main – there's two questions to this team, one of them which was who is the guy, and I think it'll kind of be telling to see. It'll probably have to be before the Louisville game. It'll I'm be hoping there's a couple guys. Because last year we got so reliant on Bassey, at least at times. Or and, I mean, you should, but if he's off, then you're kind of like, what do I do now? Well, it doesn't help when nobody can get in the ball. But I, like, say, I feel like Bassey was used incorrectly well, it's not quite a just, bit last yeah, year. Yeah, it's just like – the offense was so stagnant and around Bassey. The way the basketball is now is offenses need shooters. And when you don't have shooters, all they got to do is stack the paint. And when you stack the paint, guess what happens? Or well, pack the paint, guess what happens? Charles Bassey gets taken out of the game, which he was quite a bit well, last the, year. Well, the issue was Carson Williams and uh, Charles Bassey were on the court at the same time. And their shooter wasn't playing that much last right. year. So rotations yeah. are the biggest question that I have because – as I'm looking at the roster, there's about eight people listed as a quote-unquote guard. 
So, you know, where are we fitting everybody in? That's where's a, where's that's Luke fit in? Well, that plays in the Luke next, needs to fit in. That plays in the next thing, which is you have eight out of 13 that are guards. Who is the big guy on this team? I mean, we've talked about it multiple times. Darius Miles is on this team. You got Jamarian Sharp, the 7'5 kid, tallest player in college basketball. But can either of those guys start? Like, do you have to chart? Start you get Jalen Butts? Butts for small ball. You playing that Carson Williams role, which seems to work out really well, well in Conference USA. Yeah. Um, he's not quite the player that Carson Williams was, but I just feel like there's no real definitive answer for who's going to be a big man for this team. Yeah, um, yeah they're. I think they're all pretty unproven. Like, which is yeah. weird because and that's, that's another thing too. Is this feels like the first time in a few years where you're going into the season with a ton of question marks. Yeah, well, because it's always been. It's bat. It's around Bassey. Yeah. It's always and it's always we, been Tavion running the and we have a guard. Yeah. and it's those two. But now it's like we don't really have the guard. You know, Zion Harmon came in, um, four star recruit, and you don't know what he could be yet. You don't know if he's even going to start at the beginning of the year. So it's going to take for some time for all this stuff to kind of figure it out. Um, but I think some of these transfers coming in will really help. A lot of shooters. Um, Jerry's go ahead. Yeah, I know yeah. you like him. Yeah, like, I really, I'm a big fan of Jerry's Hamilton. Like he was pretty highly touted coming out of high school he he's had a decent college career he was better at boston college than maryland yeah but he i i think he's gonna bring some off like offensive weapon like especially shooting like, this is the sniper right he's yeah yeah six he's, eight forward who is pretty athletic actually um he seems like a hustler i've I watched some tape on him he's he's a big hustle guy that gets so back on defense the engine kind of but he can also stretch out and hit he's i think he shot 40 something percent from three um, yes, something like that. I believe that was in Boston College was his first place, right? Yeah, he, he went to Boston College for two years, and he played last year at Maryland. Yeah, so. I think, too, you know, it might be just that I like, you know, the shooter in me, but when – let's look back at the last couple of years. You had Jake Omer, who was a <laughs> dis, dis, disappointment, to the say f- the least. The fact that he was the shooter. He doesn't do anything. Team. I mean, he doesn't even take open shots, so their shooting was missing that year. Then you have to rely on Jared Savage, who was inconsistent shooting. Well, and who was the guy they brought in? Cameron Justice. Cameron, Cameron Justice, Justice, yeah. He didn't he, shoot the ball. Yeah. He had – I mean, he had some good some good games, and he had some good moments, but he wasn't consistent. Then and you I have think, to rely on Jared Savage. He wasn't consistent shooting the ball. He he Heck, at least he was shooting the ball. He forced a lot of shots, but at least he was shooting the ball. Then you get Luke Frampton who was pretty consistent, just didn't get enough opportunity. And I think now, that this was... year, this is where you really need – because if you can have shooters that defenses have to worry about, it stretches out the floor and gives way more opportunities for your big man down low. I think that's the big big difference here is that it's not just one shooter on this team. It's not just exactly. you have to have Luke Frampton. You have to have – because the, the reason we all loved Luke Frampton last year is because he wasn't afraid to shoot. You can miss seven in a row, and he's going to take that next shot. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, that's just a shooter's mentality, but he he will hit the next shot in his mind. So having that and having multiple guys like that um, could really help this team out quite a bit, especially with no um, proven big men yet. Now, the beginning of the season is um, the non-conference schedule is kind of – it's interesting to say the least. They have a few games, a few tournament-style games that they have um, where they could play people. It's kind of hard to explain. So they play Minnesota – who Western Kentucky should win that game. Minnesota's the worst team in the Big Ten. They are far. pretty bad. Um, <laughs> but they had the tournament last year. That's no, still but they lost to everyone. Yeah, they have one after two guys who've so, yeah. ever done anything for them. So. Well, Mike would know more, better than anybody else, I guess. But um, they do play, I say most likely, South Carolina because it is kind of that tournament-style play where they could play one of two teams. South Carolina is the favorite in that game, whoever they play. I Princeton. forget. Princeton. 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 So, You'd like to think they play That's, South Carolina. Yeah. Um, Which but you can never al- say. 
I think South Carolina is also a pretty winnable game. I don't think they're supposed it's to It's definitely that a well. tougher game, yeah. though. I, yeah. Playing an SEC school, it doesn't matter. It's just kind of got that feeling. Um, <laughs> you know, And you know exactly what I'm talking about because it happens every time. Mm-hmm. Um, they do play at Memphis, which I think will be a better game than most. Um, then they go to Buffalo, which is a future conference opponent, apparently. <laughs> Who put that in there? No, I did not touch that. Will's over like Will's <laughs> <laughs> the Mac. Oh my gosh! Um, Please no. We don't have time to talk about that. Sadly, um, they do play Ole Miss, and in basketball, it's not quite <laughs> the same. I think that's a winnable game. I yeah, do think so, is. but the big game and the reason we're all here is Louisville comes to Diddle uh, for the first time since we've been here um, during I, winter break. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a, not a great scheduled game, but people will come back for it. The same way people came back for Wisconsin. The same people. Where people were here with Arkansas, like people will come back for this game. Uh, it just depends on, you know, the timing. If it's right before Christmas, or I don't remember the exact it's date. The of December eighteenth. It's not a. It's not it's a pretty good week. It's, it's not great timing. Week. It's a one thirty game, so that Mont-Gramo helps. Better than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to schedule a little, especially in Diddle, because um, I believe we talked to Todd Stewart yesterday, and he said. The way they set up the Louisville schedule in basketball is they, they every do four years. Yeah, every three they years. do one at Louisville, they do two in Nashville, and they do one at Diddle. So it's not easy. It's not often you get um, Louisville in Diddle about once every college career. So and Louisville side WK is numbered in every sport. Pretty much game. all sports. So I'm hoping maybe a little change in tide this year. Yeah, and WKU is actually picked third um, in the conference behind UAB and La Tech. Obviously, La Tech with Kenneth Lofton, yeah. freshman. Beast out of last year, but UAB seems like the team to beat. UAB is kind of kind of similar to us. I kind of had a look at their roster the other day, and they have a lot of transfers. Yeah, but their transfers are all proven guys, and they're well coached. I like Andy Kennedy. Yeah, Andy I Kennedy think he he's can a good coach. Get the job done, but but third, and they, there was no first place votes for the tops. Um, those UAB and LaTeX both had, um, I believe, it was eight and six. So should be an interesting deal because the last few years it's been WKU was the top team to beat. I was like, I'm fine with them not being first because yeah. maybe they need to have something yeah. to prove going into the season. Yeah, I'm, I like it much more just because there's no, you know, you should have been the team to win. Why are you, you shouldn't be happy about a conference championship that you haven't won. So um, that's all we have for that. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have college basketball to talk about as that is also in about a week. As you're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Talking all things Tapper Sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. And welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. I'm your host, Ryan Gooden, sitting alongside Caden Gilord Day, Patrick Carey, and Michael Thompson. We have college basketball to talk about. We're going to roll through real quick the notable top. 25 preseason teams um obviously gonzaga number one I don't, I don't know why i said obviously like like they won the chip last year they didn't um number two is ucla who should have won it they returned everybody that's but number two i mean where else are you gonna put them ucla i like ucla i like year. them too i like them a lot. I mean, quite a bit if remember, they, were, they team. had to play the 11 playing yeah. game to make the turn they did but they had a great run and i think showing out some They're, of these stars, like Johnny Juzang, was yeah. they incredible. at the right yeah. time. They, they, they only lost one guy. So and they are a basketball power. Basketball powers get love in preseason polls, and especially yeah. After I mean, this is all preseason. All this is gonna change yeah. by next week. But 
Uh, number three, Kansas. Four, Villanova. Five, Texas. Hook them horns. Can't win the football, maybe basketball. Uh, six, Michigan, who came in with, I think, the best recruiting class this year. The, it was until Amani Bates went to Memphis. Amani Bates. If I have to hear about Memphis. I didn't even think about that. Amani Bates. Western Kentucky plays Memphis at Memphis. Has to play Amani Bates. Yep. Well, I mean, I'm, I would Jaylen be Durant. way more worried That's about awesome. Jalen Duran. Yeah, Jalen Durant, especially with this <laughs> Jermaine Sharp might get. Nah, that's that's, that's, Josh, <laughs> that's Josh's assignment. That's got to be Josh. Jalen Durant? Or Durant? I don't know how to say Durant. it. Durant. Yeah. That's Josh's assignment? Yeah. A seven-foot guy yep. to throw 6'6 six, six out there? Yep. Well, you are you are not a coach. He's throwing Jamarion I throw Darius Miles' big head at him. I don't know. Three fouls in two minutes. Hey, throw every big man you got. Uh, number nine, Duke. Ten Kentucky, um, and there's no real sleeper teams. I mean, you can throw. You didn't put uh, Purdue on here. Purdue, I, Mike could probably agree with me yeah, on this. They looked scary good last year, Wait, and they were so young. The same Purdue that lost to North Texas. You know, we we keep talking about having a tournament. This is regular season. We're talking about. Wait, right we're, talking we're about not talking team, about right? March Madness. We're talking about the same team, right? Purdue, that they lost to because North they're a young team. Okay. okay. I mean, I watched them all Listen, year, and they just dominated. Well, let me ask you, what year were you born? Two thousand two. You know the last time the Big Ten won the NCAA tournament? Yeah, 2000. It's been a long time. It's you even alive. were not even <laughs> thought of the last time <laughs> the Big Ten won a NCAA tournament. I think it was 99. We could I talk about, about this all we want. 2000. All right. Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> it was 2000. Flintstone. Mike's like, nah, Ryan, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't disagree with Mike and his stats. He always got them. But sleeper team, that's your sleeper team, Will. I, would, I mean, you're all going to hate me for the other one, but Illinois. Oh, God. Yeah, if yeah. I have to hear about Big Ten. Kofu. Are we? I don't. You I and your I was going to say Louisville sometime. Car- uh, yeah, actually, I, <laughs> I mean, I swear they had the Big Ten had the most odds to win the championship last year, and they all just folded. Yeah, I had Illinois well, in the besides, national championship besides Michigan. Again. Yeah. Everybody got bounced in the Big Ten except funny. for Michigan last year, and then we lost the Elite Eight. I don't know why you think Illinois. They returned one big guy, and the other I, I'm, three I'm focused on the point guard. Andre Curbelo could easily be the Big Ten player of the year. No, he's still there. No, he was only a freshman last year. Yeah, but he. Tr- I thought he transferred. No, that was um, – uh, Wow, what's his Adam Miller? Yeah, he who, went to LSU. Adam Miller didn't like that he wasn't the the guy at a like oh, uh, was, was going to be. He was going to be the player. secondary, so and, he went to LSU. And he tore, tore his, his ACL. ACL. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Well, um, any other sleeper teams for anybody else other than and Memphis? Maybe I guess you could throw in there just because they have two top guys. I mean, the last time they had, yeah, I, <laughs> you know, well, Wiseman <laughs> didn't play half the well, year. True. Okay. I'll give them that, true. Baylor's still going to be really good, but they're in the top ten, so. I, yeah, I don't know. I think they lost everybody. Yeah, they, they legit they, lost they, everybody. They lost Jared Butler, but they got James Akinjo. Scott Akin- Drew's, Drews got to figure out. They got out. James Akinjo, who averaged like 16 points a game at Arizona last year. So. Well, their well, they best also player was that uh, Matthew Mayer, and Jared Butler. And Flagler came back, so I'm pr- they I'm can bu- just I'm start. Baylor. Jared Butler. Uh, are you talking about Mitchell? Yeah. Oh, Davion Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Davion Mitchell. Yeah, they lost all three of those guys, plus – um. So the six six guy who's just built like Mark a football Vidal. player. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm well, just saying we're seeing all these Big Ten teams. I'm looking at the top twenty five right now. I was gonna say all these Big Ten teams. I was gonna say I don't. I didn't keep up with Alabama at all this year. I know that they finished really well last season, but what's they're fourteenth. I know they're fourteenth. Like anybody know like what's they, going on they, with the Crimson Tide? They lost some good players, but I still think they're gonna be like. Yeah, I would say that be. would be my sleeper. Yeah, team they got, so Josh Primo left. Uh, Herb Jones graduated, and I think has John Petty finally left college. He's been there since I was like twelve. I know he was there when Colin Sexton was there. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Colin Sexton's <laughs> been in the league for four years. <laughs> Arkansas is probably my other SEC team. If you're gonna take one, 
it's a Arkansas sleeper. usually got a good squad. Yeah. So um, compared, John Petty did leave, by the way. Oh, thank goodness! But they, <laughs> I mean, they got know. JD Davison, who is oh yes, good. JD Davison is very and good. Javon Quinterly, he's still yep. there. I uh, don't like him, but I don't either. But I think he's a good player. Um, the SEC will be better this year. They should be. And when Kentucky, better every year. And the, and Kentucky and gets back to college basketball, should overall be a better year. Last year was so weird. We talked about it all yeah, the time. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah, it's <laughs> like no team was good, but also, I mean, you have an 11 seed make it to the to the championship game and should have won it. But that happens. I, that seems to happen like or once yeah, every four, seven years or something. Yeah, well, starting off the year, we have big games, obviously. just It's always the Duke-UK matchup or UK-Michigan State. That same the same four. Yeah, the same four with Kansas and all of them. So Duke plays Kentucky yet again, first time since the Zion um, massacre debacle, which was not great. So 30 to something. Yeah, thanks for that, Will. Uh, breaking news. You're welcome. Breaking news. Uh, Mac. What? Saints were up two with a minute 30 left, and Brady threw a pick six. Oh, wow. Oh, so, oh Brady so slander. with <laughs> – Divide Saints time. with Trevor. It's Simeon. almost November. It's basketball. We know who the real QB slander. Yeah, it's Taysom Hill is broken, but um, good football. Thank you, Mac, for that. Back to basketball. <laughs> Thank you, Mac. Um, Duke versus Kentucky. What are we expecting? Obviously, uh, not like last time. But yeah. <laughs> I, one of them was horrible. I think Kentucky's interior is going to be good, yes. but they uh, Duke may have. The number one overall pick on their roster, Pelabencaro. Yeah, Pelabencaro. Yeah. He's very good. And Coach K wants to beat Kentucky on his farewell tour. If I have to hear about this farewell tour, oh, uh, is, I'm going to dread I mean, this entire it, season. It, he made Duke what it is, so that's fine. I mean, he can make it leave. I don't. Coach K, you know, we talk about it all the time. He's the sorest loser out of any college coach I've ever seen. Uh, in my my back hurts. <laughs> um, like also I, 74. Something like that. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you can't shake a hand <laughs> after shake. you lose. I said my granddad's like 80. I mean, I don't like hand. him, but you got to respect him for what he's done. I, don't, I, I mean, what he's done, yes, but uh, what he, what he does. Loser, um, but if you say Mike or Coach K is not a sore loser, then. You were going to say Mike, but you couldn't pass his Mike Krzyzewski. Okay. But I don't think that's really a bad thing. You like didn't that. want to. <laughs> I think a lot of really great uh, – well, coaches and players are bad losers. That's that's fine. They don't like to lose. Yeah, I don't like how you say that's fine. I just, that rubs my it rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, it really grinds my gears. Don't say that. Um, so <laughs> predictions, real quick for Duke, Duke and Kentucky. I know it's uh, cats, baby. I mean, you're not. I'm not going to say no Duke's going to win. So give me the cats, obviously. Obviously, but I just they, think the guard play is the yes. interesting thing for Ty Ty and uh, severe. Yeah. yeah, and not not even that. I don't even, one of them is going to start. Davion Mintz is going to yeah. start. I don't think he will. No, Davion will start. He has to. I don't think he will. He has to. Caden, I'm telling you, I don't think he will. <laughs> Big Blue Radio. And the only reason I'm saying that is because he's not starting the exhibitions. He Doesn't didn't start in the blue-white with that first squad. It's Ty Ty and Severe because Ty Ty can shoot better than anybody but else Davion, on that floor. He's a, he's a nice two. He's a good two with Severe's one. Yeah, but you can't. And, and thank the – when CJ gets back, because he's definitely not playing against Duke, right? You know he's Davy. They, they're not playing together. CJ and Davion are not playing together. So, so you think Ty Ty's going to be the one off the bench, or they'll flip flop? Okay, they'll they'll one will be with the other. It'll be interesting to see who starts for this team at the end of the year because there's always that you know everybody's got the hype coming into it, but then there's always some player that comes off the bench that you're like you know like Shade Gilders Alexander comes out of nowhere and you're like, where were you at the beginning <laughs> of the season? So. 
Kentucky's always got that one player. But another game is Kansas and Michigan State, the same four teams. That one should be a blowout. Michigan State's not even ranked, as they should not be. No, no. they they don't really have that much returning from an art from a team that already wasn't that good last year. Yeah, so. and they I don't think they got any big time recruits. No, the, Max Christie, that's it. Yeah, he's decent, but yeah. um, nothing to beat Kansas over. Which I'm uh, Kansas is number three, which uh, baffles I me. I think they're also extremely overrated. I don't think they deserve to be a top five team. Mm. Two top five teams that will play, though, is Villanova plays at UCLA. That should be a great game. Uh, number four, Villanova versus number two, UCLA. Go ahead, Mike. I also I, I don't really buy – I think Villanova's a good team, but I also don't really know if they should be top five. Like They have Colin Gillespie. Well, then who would you put top five, Mike? I'm sure well, you throw think, Michigan I, th- in there. I think Texas is better than Villanova and Kansas. And, and I think – well, Texas is already there. I think Dare Michigan, we say the Wolverines. I think – I mean, Michigan – yeah. Is pr- probably also better than Villanova. I would. I, I actually was surprised to see Michigan at six, just because you're returning Dickerson. You've you've got one of the best Kay- recruiting classes coming in. Yeah. Caleb Houston is going to be a monster this year. Yeah, we got a transfer guard we- who averaged 18 points a game last year. Who is this? Uh, Devontae Jones, and he uh, and we also have Eli Brooks, who's pretty solid too. And Frankie Collins was a good point guard to pick up. Yeah, um, from high school. So like, you've got a team. We but, only lost like two players. So, but you're not. You're in the top. You're in the top six. So I, you almost I, made I, it. Almost. Yeah, almost. But we'll like. It's like you said a couple of minutes ago. This is preseason. This will be. Shook They'll up, be in the so. top five after week one because somebody's got to lose. When yep. Everybody else plays, That's right. So. so, and another team that plays is Texas. Number five, Texas versus the number one team, Gonzaga. I don't think anybody expects anything else other than Gonzaga to be number one, but they'll seem to fail at the end like they always do. I don't know. They they don't think they've ever won a championship and they no. probably never will. That's just how it goes. I don't. You can get the number one recruit all you want. You can get Chet Homer. You can get Drew Timmy back. All those guys still won't win. <laughs> We're gonna take another quick break. We come back. We have NBA to talk about. We're gonna go two segments about that. Uh, kind of update you and then go into predictions. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports. You're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7. Welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Now, I blame Mike because that, that song should have been playing during the college basketball segment. <laughs> My bad. Yeah, that is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is your bad. We have NBA to talk about, though. We're going to run through this pretty quickly. This is kind of just an update of the season. It's about uh, two or three weeks in. I can't even remember now. It's been uh, an insane week. But Warriors, Knicks, and Bulls off to hot starts. Uh, the Bulls look like the most fun team to watch in, in the NBA right now. And I don't know why. And why is that? Because of Alice Caruso, baby. Caruso. Well, and Lonzo's playing well. And, and Zach Alex, Levine Alex is. Caruso. I mean, there's just chemistry there. They just got guys. Alice Caruso. DeMar DeRozan. Hey, who is it? Alex Caruso. Okay, thank you. Um, but Knicks, it's kind of an interesting one. R.J. Barrett is playing well, which disgusts me because I've always thought he was going to be kind of a bad player. He's still mid. Um, best, best player on the team. What? Mike, RJ Wait, Barrett Ryan, is, Mike, 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 stop Mike, talking. Mike, 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 Mike. RJ Mike. Barrett is the best offensive player on the Knicks. Mike, Mike, no. Mike, Mike, stop. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. <laughs> who, who has who has competition besides Julius Randle? Yeah, Julius Randle is cannot. You gonna tell me Julius Randle can play on the perimeter like RJ? So, so the Warriors are also <laughs> oh playing gosh. well. Um, Steph don't is doubt in that man. MVP yeah. form already. Um, another a hot start by John Moran as well. He's playing well. 
The yeah. new rules is the really the one I wanted to talk about because people like Art Trey Young and James Harden who flop for all their free throws are struggling. Trey Young. Now I like the, I like the new rules, but I do too. They do have like I've watched videos of calls James Harden doesn't get, and like he's saw getting one. his arms, he's getting his arms slapped and being held onto. What he the way he he gathers. Yeah. And he kind of flails is why he doesn't get the call. Well, not only because he still flails. Should be. It's his history. He's the poster child for this rule. So yeah, when ref still should ref be fouled. James I don't know. Have you watched Trey Young? The guy throws his head back like he yeah. got hit by a bus every time. <laughs> yeah, right, those two. But the refs know when they get Harden's game, they don't believe him. <laughs> so funny for no I don't. I don't think James Harden should be penalized because opponents are hand checking him and he's gathering. Okay, but arm. hand checking and James Harden wrapping his arm around them that, to grab the foul. That's what. No, there are they're fouls. To gather. That's what they're trying to eliminate, though. Yeah. And it's hard to tell the difference of that and him just, you know, yeah. flailing up. It's it's definitely an interesting rule. It's a tough rule. I like yeah. it because we're going back yeah, like to less ticky-tack fouls. Right. Um, and it kind of – Well, it's, it's kind of like what the playoffs who, is. I mean, the playoffs yeah. – you know, that's just kind of how the basketball is played then. Which is much better anyway because everybody loves playoff basketball. Um, kind of shake up in the Eastern Conference standings. you get got the two ball brothers that were dominant the first week of basketball – uh, Lamelo Ball looks like a star. I think everybody can agree. I with love that. Lamelo Ball. Yeah. He's fun to watch. Like even yeah. if it's just Charlotte, I know Caden doesn't like him being in Charlotte. Um, but future Laker. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but he. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't. Help no, I wouldn't I'm just yeah. playing. Probably because they buy all their players, like the Yankees. <laughs> um, De'Aaron Fox, future Laker. But Oof. it's good for the Eastern Conference to finally have some teams that are not just you know the Cavs five years ago, where it was just one team and that's it. Right. Um, rough start by Kate Cunningham. I know. Mike put this in there because Detroit, stand up. Yeah. Um, two <laughs> points in his NBA debut. Yeah, he Wasn't he like one for seven? One, one for he eight. shot one for eight, over oh five from three. And it's great. That's a good but start. The, the thing is, the Pistons have a future. Oh, yeah. I, they, they totally have a future. They do. Um, I believe in that. Uh, what's the what's the center's name? Stewart. He's yeah. gonna be nice. Yeah. Uh, what's the other guy's Killian name? Hayes is Killian not bad. Hayes. Killian uh, Hayes. What's the other guy's name? Sadiq Mike. Bay. Yes, that's yeah. him. He's on my fantasy team. He's he's <laughs> nice. So I th- the Pistons have a great future ahead. They of do, and I mean, all these rookies are kind of playing well. Jalen Green's playing out of his mind. Evan Mobley's been the best rookie so far by it by agreed. a mile. Yes. And Franz Wagner also. Uh, yeah. Well. And shout out Michigan. More Michigan. Detroit. More Michigan <laughs> representation. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mike, you're never going to quit, are you? No. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> you actually, you know what's funny is, just because this is WKU Red Zone Radio, Delano Bannon has been playing a lot for the Raptors. And a he's been lot. playing well. He's been playing, yeah. He's averaging, like, I, I don't know what the actual stats are, but he's had a few 10-plus um, point games. And for a second-round pick that kind of came out of nowhere, nobody really knew about him. We obviously did because he came to Western for his freshman year and then transferred to Nebraska, but... He's actually playing pretty well. So his, his last, two of his last three games, he's had ten points. So yeah, and he's he's obviously the, kind of the poster child for being a a he future was, project that could be a triple double guy. He was one of those guys that I hated seeing leave WKU, but also I was, but I understood why. Yeah, yeah, because he got guard play was stacked. It was and it, it, like it is this year. Somebody's gonna have to leave, but yeah. that's just the way WKU works. But we're gonna take another quick quick break, and when we come back, we have NBA predictions for the rest of the season and moving forward you listen to red zone radio on revolution 91.7 talking all things tapper sports you're listening to red zone on revolution 91.7 welcome back to red zone radio on revolution 91.7 your host ryan good alongside katie the other day who has something to say to mike thompson over here 
Mike, man. I'm looking at the Knicks roster right now. Mike, we're just going to make this easy. You're fired. <laughs> all right. So, all right. I, I also you don't get paid. You're, you're fired. fired. <laughs> all right. So, he he's averaging more points than some players. We're in who six are games, Mike. Mike, he's like the fourth scoring option on the team. He's it's like 700 games in the NBA so season. So, Evan, Evan Fournier is better than RJ? Because he averages Maybe not as points. a player, but as a he's scoring the, option. He's a better scoring option. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's just saying, he's like, you know you what? Because you got Julius Randle, Evan Fournier, Kimball Walker. Oh, Kim, don't! Uh, no, I'm not gonna Kim, put Kemba in there. I Kimba put quickly. No, I, mean, in there I think the conversation ends with Julius Randle. I mean, I don't even think that was. A totally I mean, we can All keep right, going. So I put on quickly about above Kemba Walker. <laughs> I will say Julius Randle is the next best player, but I I don't. You don't what? I he doesn't want to say. It, but so but if you replace Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett of who shoots the ball more, the Knicks will be more successful. It's a great question. Crickets. No, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, Crickets. See, I don't th- see. I don't think Julius Randle is bad as the thing. I, I think they're both pretty solid, but I I do really believe in RJ Barrett, and I think he has a lot of scoring. He's not even better than Tyler Hero right now. Yeah, oh, Tyler okay. Hero if is they, the most oh, overrated oh, guard in the oh, NBA. <laughs> Interesting. It's All right. about uh, yeah. to go down. Antagonist role. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it's, it. it's Caden's role. That's why he's Tyler here. Tyler Hero the is reason. in the same conversation <laughs> as Cam Reddish. So don't don't in RJ Barrett. Tyler Hero dropped 30 in the playoffs. All well, right. In the, in, the, in the playoffs. So Mike's dark at, horse at, for the playoffs at, is the Knicks, obviously. At Toys R Us. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, dropped, he said that. He was just like, Mike dropped. Like, what's up? <laughs> he dropped 30 at Toys R Us. He said. Calm down. He doubled down on it. <laughs> but, like, the angle I'm sitting, I can, like, see Mike, and he was just like, what's up? I wish I could. That's the name of the show, Toys R Us. <laughs> Toys R Us, yep. Double down, Mike. All right. Dark horse for the playoffs. Give me just throw some names out. Chicago obviously. Bulls. Well, I don't think it's that's a dark horse anymore. Yeah, I guess not anymore. Um, the Wizards. I mean, yeah, I like what the Wizards okay. are doing. The they're, they're on the best start of their ever. Actually, it's the best start in franchise history. Which really? Yeah, yeah I, I literally. I did saw, not know that. I, I didn't know that either. Yeah, it's crazy that that's happening right now because I thought it was like the first time in franchise history. No, I think it's not the best start, but I think it's matching their best start. I think I know what you're talking about. Who's another team? Five and one. Right? Bill. They Tim have Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, Kuz, KCP. Right. Who's been balling? Uh, Trez, Montrez Harrell's actually had a really great. They have a really so decent. They have like a good enough roster to where that they, they can compete this they year. Just a little bit. Spencer Dinwiddie too. Oh, my God. oh yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's back. That's right. Because he was injured last year, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Wizards are a good team. I I think the the West is kind of hard because yeah. you never know who's going to be that six, seven, eight. Timberwolves. <laughs> Yeah, you could definitely put like you could throw the Timberwolves, okay. but you could also yeah. throw the Grizzlies. I, you could also throw. But now you can't throw the Grizzlies because they made the playoffs every year since Jaws been there. Yeah, they, they made the playoffs. Yeah. Every year. And yeah, Jaron Jackson's they, back. They made the play-in games. Like, well, no, last they, year I, they made the play-in game. But well, like, they actually that, made they were the playoffs seed. last year because they beat the Warriors in the play-in game. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. He's just saying they were the nine. Oh, okay. They I were the play-in. Yeah, my bad. Like that's kind of where I, I put them at in my head is like during that play-in situation. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, Jaron Jackson's back. Um. So they should definitely improve. And I think what's interesting, the, the the big story so far is the Heat are finally playing like the Heat again. I don't – like last year was so weird to see them not play well. Sure. But Kyle Lowry's been – Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, he's not – but he'll find – he'll figure right, it out. Right. But like Jimmy Butler's playing well. Tyler Hero's not being terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan Robinson, just what he is. More Michigan representation. you got to oh love it. Gosh. Tell me Duncan Robinson's better than Tyler Hero. I'll kick you off the show. <laughs> he's a better shooter. He's not a better player. 
That's fair. That's fair. Oh, all right, all right. Okay. I thought I thought I was gonna have to kick you off. You're Mike. one and one right now. All right. So any other dark horses, real quick? I think the Cavs. Yeah, I was Cavs. Cavs. Because I mean, it. they have Who, a good team. Who would have, have thought that starting three seven footers yeah. would actually lead to some sort <laughs> yeah. of success in the league? Well, when you have one that can kind of do everything in Mobley and Garland and Sexton play well, it's yeah. it's a very interesting team. And then the East that helps. And you pay Jared Allen that much. Yeah, they're trying to trade Colin Sexton though. That might. Uh, yeah, I I like him. I like Garland. Weren't they trying to do that last year though? Yeah, I mean, well, he's. I mean, he, we'll he's going to walk soon if he doesn't get traded. They're not paying him. That's for yeah. Sure. They're not paying him. Speaking um, of not getting paid, who? sorry, I'm hosting DeAndre Ayton. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's another weird one. Like, are they running out of money because they paid Chris no. Paul so much? They paid Landry no, Shamet. They don't uh, want to pay yeah, DeAndre Ayton that much, which I don't understand. He. He's I don't want to put all that money in a center. I knew Mac Mac here we go, Mac. Oh, my gosh. Mac here we go. Talk. The Suns Explain well, yourself. The Suns are a well-run organization. They don't want go. to become the Nuggets and put all their money in a center. Or the Sixers and put their money in a center. That's what they're, The Nuggets well were just in the Western I, Conference Finals. Not and Jamal wrong. Murray he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Okay, but, he's, but it's the not the same. Sixers haven't done anything in the playoffs. It's not the same. The Nuggets haven't done anything in the playoffs. They don't have the guard of Devin Booker, though. They have the center. DeAndre Ayton isn't the main piece of but, this team. But think no, not about, even close. Would you rather get when Chris Paul leaves another guard, or have the money tied up in your center? Chris Paul just signed a ninety million dollar contract. Yeah, I mean he's, he's, he's not going for this. He's not going 50s. anywhere. No, but I mean you're thinking Devin Booker. If you have him his whole career, I don't want him paired. I wouldn't want him paired with a center. I'd want him paired with another guard or a wing player. See, I'd like my guard to have a center. Or two. You know why? Because if you look at the Celtics, all their money is tied up with b- between two wing yeah, players. exactly. And it's not going to work. not working out Ever. They're switching on every defensive. They are not looking The good. reason They're the Celtics four, haven't gotten to the finals in 11 years is because they don't yeah, have a center. Yeah, you play the same thing between the Nuggets and the Sixers. No, you can't. The Sixers were the number one seed last year. What happened in the playoffs? They were led by their center, and they got beat by the Hawks. Or because they, they got, their second guard. star player yeah. <laughs> and the Nuggets, <laughs> And the Nuggets, which you bring up from the Western Conference, they were there because they were led by Jamal. When he's out, they got swept. Don't put your when best you player or be a center. When you your top two player, what do you think is going to happen? I, can't, I, see, I, can't I agree see. with the Nuggets one, but I'll agree with the Sixers one. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying Max wrong. Guard. I'm not saying he's right, but I definitely see his points. I'm not saying that you should build around your center. I'm just saying don't not pay yeah. him. Because it we, is a guard-centric league. Guards win championships. He definitely needs to be paid. But he didn't. I mean, there's no question. Yeah, he there. is one of the better centers. I'd agree with that. But, I mean, I would how much him, do you value that position? Yeah. That's fair, I guess. But we'll go move on to MVP predictions really quick. Is there any – I know everybody's going to talk about, you know, the Durant, Lucas, all those. Is there any Steph, outlier that pick that kind of shakes the boat? Zach Levine? Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan. I like Zach Levine a lot. I see. I just I don't think know. He's, I've been waiting on Zach Levine to get some good pieces around him. He finally, and I like Zach Levine. And he's finally yeah. future Lakers. Zach Levine. Shut. Oh if I hear, I hear Laker? it one more time. Do you want everybody? <laughs> They're gonna get everybody. Hey, trust I'm, me. I'm They're gonna do all they everybody. can to win. I, like, I think Zach Levine. They'll wait till the to get him. I like Zach Levine a lot. I'd say if the Heat play well, Jimmy Butler could be in the conversation. If they're at the top, that's a dark horse. Possible. If they're number one seed. I like it's. Off I the, mean, I, I like it. It's off center. It's a dark it's horse. Field. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's no right or wrong for picking any, unless, any young players. I don't think like, like Jaw's not going to win it. Obviously, I don't think Giannis should win it again. I, I, no matter what he does. Fatigue. fatigue. No matter what he does. If, if, if LeBron, if LeBron yeah. can't win it yes, over and over, then there's saying. no reason if why Giannis should be able to. If there was LeBron, like he won it last year, he didn't. If no. Okay. Jokic won it, but default because he won a championship. Default. That's why you remember it. Default. What do you mean default? He was like eighth place, and then everybody in front of him got hurt. That's why yeah. he won it. Okay, but but Giannis, Giannis didn't, didn't win it. it. That's what I'm saying. I, 
I know he won it the year but before, the, but it's it's like if I had to see Rudy Gobert win Defensive Player of the Year God, again, yeah. I'm Jeez. jumping off a building because I'm, I'm so sick, sick of, of it. It's I'm ridiculous. sick of it. He should have one, one. He is up. Th- he's going to be a <laughs> Hall of Famer because he has three Defensive Player of the Years. He's up there with I believe it's Hakeem who has three. That's ridiculous. That is disgusting. Just throw those two names in the same. That is disgusting. He is an (laughs) offensive ball stopper. He clogs the paint. He does nothing for the Jazz except COVID nineteen. That's all he does. And I'm sick of it. He should not win defensive defensive player player that shut down the NBA. Go ahead, tell me. (laughs) There's only one, baby. (laughs) He locked up the whole league. (laughs) I I don't think I dislike a player, and it's not like I dislike him as a person. I dislike him as a player. I hung out with him a few times. He's a weirdo. I no, I 100% agree with Caden. I'm so I sick agree. and tired of the Rudy Gobert show. It's a joke. Mm-hmm. That's uh, fair. Any other, though, Dark Horse MVPs? They don't want to pay attention to the defense, so they just go, oh, let's see how Rudy Gobert did. And they say, yeah, he's good enough. Give it to him again. That's fair. I just It's kind of hard to have MVP talk when there's you know who the top two teams are going to be, so it's like it's got to be somebody from yeah. around those two teams or the top seeds at least. So Steph's, no real – Alex doing a good job right now. I don't think Steph will win it, but he's doing a great job. Well, because right once Clay comes back, it will be – I think yes. it'll. I don't think it'll help him more than anything. You think it'll help him? Yeah. I mean, they'll yeah, finish 100%. higher, but I don't know the same reason why none of them won MVP when that team was together. Well, Steph did, but Steph then they won. got, but then they got KD, and then they're like, "That's a really good team," and nobody can get it. Yeah, but and Steph's already gotten two. KD's not there. My dark horse MVP is Kyrie Irving. <laughs> 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 yes, the guy who's going to play multiple games <laughs> this season. He's definitely been the MVP, mm-hmm. keeping the Nets yeah. from being good again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, lastly, here finals predictions. I mean, goodness, that's. I These like predictions. The weird one. The East. What? What you got? Bulls and Warriors. No. Yeah. So it's who's next? not gonna happen. But listen, I'm, it's I October like that the Bulls are starting 31st. off well. But That'd be fun. the biggest question is, can the Bulls sustain it? I, so I don't think yeah, they, they will. No the let's War- let's come back to this conversation halfway through the season, and we'll see where the Bulls well, are at. I'll tell you right now, the Warriors aren't built to win a championship right now. It's just the way that their <laughs> roster. <laughs> right? It's just like just no. He agrees. I don't know about that just one. the way the oh, roster is uh, built right now, they're not built to win a championship. They're built to make a nice run. So who's in the built playoffs. to win the championship? I mean, what I think if Clay okay. and Curry get hot, that's over. <laughs> Thanks, but Clay Will. hasn't played since <laughs> right, Future Laker. Right, but you said and he's not still built. Like, not future possible. Laker. Oh wait, he is a Laker. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. but um, Clay's a future. Clay Laker, hasn't played since. In and two years, right? And we don't know how he's gonna be. Well, but it could be great. It Clay's gonna be. be Clay. I'm sorry, like when he comes back. I mean, the defense may not be the same, but he's gonna be able to shoot the ball. Yeah. That's all that matters for that team. It's, it's just I just, I'm not saying they're gonna be, mm. you know, finals bound. But anybody else that's got weird picks, that's not Nets, Lakers. Nick, I think the Knicks, Grizzlies. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> like with all seriousness, an R.J. Barrett led Knicks team is a contender. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I believe it. <laughs> All right. Lord. Nobody put, thinks put the Suns. RJ, put RJ I think on the, the Nets. Suns uh, this is my it. yeah hot take. Not hot take, but I think the Suns are going to have a heat year where they drop off just like the Heat did last year after going to the finals. I think this is going to be. I think they'll sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, they'll be. The, I think they'll be in the. Playoffs, but I think it'll right? be like a seven. I think oh, it'll be okay. seven. Yeah, they'll sneak in. Yeah, yeah. Definitely see that. All right, that's all we have for that. We have one more segment. It is Pickums later on. We'll give you the standings and the updates when we come back on Red Zone Radio Revolution ninety one seven. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the red zone right here on Revolution 91.7. And the final segment of Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Again, your host, Ryan Gooden, sitting alongside 
Caden Gaylord Day, Patrick Carey, Mike Thompson. We're going to run through these pickums really quick. First, we'll go through the standings. Terrible week. Uh, terrible week for yeah. pickums. Uh, we we blame <coughs> Patrick for that because he gave us awful games. Um, I went uh, four and six. Everyone else went three and seven. Pat, Caden, and Mike. Will actually went six and four. Mac, yeah, show some respect. Four and six. <laughs> Noah went to an eight rough week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Look, I, I, I went into last bad. week just making sure that it was going to get shaken up. A um, bit. Me and Pat are now tied in the standings for second behind Caden, who is one game above. Funny how he still continues. He, he's cheating. Do the why, math, is Kaden, why is Caden keeping time? Do the math. I, you can go Kaden back and do it. Down. That's a good point. All the rundowns are on these Google Docs. Yeah, I know. So you deleted you the game that we won. That's okay, though. Concerning. Um, but we'll go into pickups for this week. We'll start off with WKU versus MTSU. Pat? Uh, WKU. Obviously. I don't know. Yeah. Caden? Is this a clean sweep? Can we just – is anybody picking Milton? Well, I asked Mike. Mike. Mike's the one oh, that goes w- off edge. WKU. <laughs> with his three and seven picks. <laughs> um, all right. Tennessee versus Kentucky. This one actually is tough. Um, we'll go to Mike first. Kentucky. Really? Okay. Yeah. Caden? I think, like I said earlier, I think Kentucky will bounce back. Uh, they got embarrassed this week, and I think they're going to take it personally. Um, so, yeah, Kentucky. And it's at home. And it's back at Kroger Field. Yes. So, Commonwealth So, you're Stadium. going, Pat, you're going Kentucky as well? It's back at Kroger Field. So common, yeah. common, common, I, oh, Stadium. trust me, I miss Cro- a Commonwealth Stadium, but it's not As much as I would love for Kentucky to win, I'm actually going to go Tennessee. I think they've been playing well as of late. They self-imploded against Alabama, but they were still competing. Um, and I think they'll come out it's not a bad pick. pretty well. Liberty versus Ole Miss. This is the battle of the QB um, for first overall pick in the NFL draft. Um, See, my issue is Malik Willis and Matt Corral. Is Matt Corral, is Matt Corral back? Playing is the issue. That's, uh, I don't know. I mean, he came Mike. back into last game last yesterday, so I would assume so. If Matt Corral doesn't play, I'm picking Liberty. But if Matt Corral plays, even then, like, yeah, really. I mean, they've been on a. You talk about Kentucky being a uh, fraud. A fraud. Ole Miss is a fraud. <laughs> They, That's, are. they are way more of a fraud than Kentucky is, so I don't want to hear it. I wouldn't say that one, but <laughs> no. why? They have a why? signature win. Who? They beat Arkansas. Kentucky has no. Oh, win. Arkansas. Who is? Aren't they on right now? Hey, yeah, but 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 don't three. we focus on what they were at the time, not what they are now? No, well, that's the no, question. What they are now? Because if. Hindsight's I mean, that's, everything. That's, you that's can't a, do that. Why would you focus on what they are at the time? So that's what they were saying last week. A bunch of guys week. in the preseason poll put Clemson two, three, and we're supposed to believe Georgia beat a number three team in the country. That, that's a that's a, all right, Arkansas is seventh. That's, in the that's fair. I mean, that's a good point. Matt with great points. Um, He's coming in with the heat today. So, uh, I'm sorry, Mike. Who you have for Ole Miss and Liberty? Ole Miss. Caden, who are you picking, Patrick? <laughs> I'm not. I, I need to know about Matt Corral. You, you're it, acting like we're not tied. I'm coming up. Let it be known that Liberty lost to UL Monroe. They did. Okay, Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah. Hey, they're ranked now. Liberty is? UL Monroe is no. oh, 24. I, I thought you meant. I was like, no way. Um, a good one here. Michigan State versus Purdue. Mike, I'm going to let you take this one just in case. Um, I'm trying to see what time it is. What, if it, it, it's, it's at a bit it, noon. It's at no, Purdue. It's at 3.30. So I'll take Michigan State. If I was Purdue is kind of a hard place to play on the road at Jeff night, Brown. but it's at 3.30. So give, give me Michigan State. Fine. Caden? Michigan State. Pat? Clean sweep. All right. A big game here. Number 12, Auburn versus number 13, A&M at A&M. Caden, who do you I got? can't believe I'm doing this. I cannot believe <laughs> that I'm gross. doing this. I have to pick a Bo Nix-led team yeah. to win a game. 
after they just – They have been playing well. They have, and it's disgusting. It is disgusting just to watch Bo Nix throw the ball, but they have been playing well. Auburn. Mike, who do you got? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll, I, I'm a big supporter of uh, Texas A&M. I think they're a good team, but uh, I'll take I'll take Auburn. Hey, g- give me Auburn. It, uh, I'll take it. I'm I'm I'll take A and M. So it's not a clean sweep. I, I'm also taking A and M. So just well, because uh, there's a, there's a lot of picks that I, well either help me see, or I I looked at the rundown and I saw everybody else picked Auburn. So don't look at the Mike. Uh, Mike don't don't be that guy. Don't give, base give, your picks off me, everybody give me else. A, give me A and M. Well, now I'm going that. Auburn. Uh, I'm going <laughs> Auburn then. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. That's who I wanted. I'm going A and M. That's who I wanted in my heart, but I saw everybody else pick no, Auburn. Pick A and M. Pick A and M. I'm the only one who picked Auburn now. Okay. Um. Clemson versus Louisville in a barn burner. Stinker. I put this on here because it stinks. <laughs> Clemson's never Stunk. lost to Louisville. Ever? In football, never. Wow. This could be the first. <laughs> That's actually – I never knew that. That's a good story. So, Pat, who do you got then? This is Stank. painful. Will I'll, Gerber. I'll take, what I'll take I the do? Tigers just because – The name? The name. That's fair. Caden? Yeah, literally. If Clemson, it's funny we give Clemson a clean sweep in this year. That's you never thought you'd hear that. Only against the Louisville. Mike. I'm assuming you're picking Clemson too. Of course, of course. Why, Why was that a course? You act like Clemson's good. I, I, their defense it's not is good. Clemson's good. Um, bad. Don't worry, Caden. I fixed one on the bottom for you. We have number twenty, Penn State versus Maryland. Mike, who do you got? Penn State. Don't you dare, Caden. Um. Ooh. I put this in here because it Maryland's not a bad team. They're actually pretty good. They're too. not. They got. But uh, they got. Blown to out his, to his brother and Rakeem yeah. Jarrett at wide receiver. They got some complete. Pieces. They got blown out by Iowa. So and, uh, Iowa's not great. That's a yes. So. Iowa's fools. Uh, Penn State. <laughs> Fugazi. Yep. Pat. Yeah. Penn State. Clean the sweep Nittany. yet yeah, again. These are great games. Browns versus Bengals. I'm sure I could figure out who put this one in here. I don't um, know why he took one out because because you had two. So put the Rams back in. We had to have ten. Totally. But put the Rams back in. in you had twice. to end in there twice. Uh, I was just going to oh, let okay, you see you, that because, you, you know. Um, Browns versus Bengals. We'll start out with Mike so a pack can go last. Bengals. Caden? I sadly have to choose the Bengals because Baker Mayfield's garbage. Uh, Odell had his worst game of his career today. One reception for six yards. That's disgusting. Baker Mayfield sucks. Get him out of there. Get Odell to Green Bay. Thank you, Bengals. I will tell you all this, though. Baker is phenomenal against the Bengals. It's the only team that he plays well against. Now, there's a new defense for the Bengals this right. year if you want to roll the dice, though. But statistically and historically, Baker plays well against the Bengals. So, Pat? I don't care. So, with that being said, who did, baby? <laughs> yeah, Bengals. Bengals, Queen Sweep. Queens? Clean Sweep. Queen Sweep. Maybe we should have <laughs> kept that Bengals versus Jets game on here. Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Packers versus Chiefs. We have to go through this quickly. We're way over. Packers versus Chiefs, Caden. Packers. Is this a clean sweep for Packers? Yeah. Yep, Packers. Aaron Goat Rodgers. And then Titans versus Rams. This is, actually this is a good one. This is actually a game I'm excited for. I'm going to pick the Rams. This might be a clean sweep. I mean, it'll be a good game. Mike, who do you got? Rams. Caden? Yeah, I have to. Cooper Cup, man. Cooper Cup is good. Don't talk about your fantasy team. Mike, or uh, Pat? Uh, he's on my fantasy team, actually. I know. <laughs> he gave me 30 points today. <laughs> Future Pat? Laker? Future Laker. Hey, he's, already, <laughs> he's already in LA. That should be the name of this episode, Future Laker. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll shake it up a bit. Pal, go Titans. Give me Titans. Hey. Uh, why not? Shake up the standings. <laughs> You're a Louisville some, fan, Will. Get some diversity on the What's standings. What's that got to do bit? with the Let's, let's try to surpass Caden. 
No, I mean, I think we all have like the same pick. So we at do. Some point, someone's got to. Somebody's yeah, got to win this. Hey, it's almost over. I say almost. We have a while, but this is my last four weeks left. <laughs> it's almost over. So there's a month left. But thank you guys for tuning in. This was a two-hour-long two special, homecoming special. We appreciate you guys sticking out for it. Um, as always, I'm your host, Ryan Gooden, sitting alongside Caden Gaylord Day, Patrick Carey, Mike Thompson, and the crew. As always, go, go Tops. Tops. Oh.